Hey everyone, welcome to 2019. Happy New Year. Hope you guys had a great holiday season, a great New Year's Eve. We are back. Uh, we're not fully back tonight though. We're not doing Game Face tonight. Tonight is all about our SFL fantasy video game draft for 2019. So we're going to do just the draft tonight and we're going to come back on Tuesday with the first episode of Game Face for 2019. So get ready for that. We know there's a bunch of big stories that have been breaking the last two days. Last uh, six hours. Yeah, I, I mean, last six hours. I'm sure you guys would love for us to talk about some of the stuff that's been going on. We're going to hold that for Tuesday, though. This is all about our draft, our fifth draft. I can't believe it's been going on that long. Really? Yeah. We've done four seasons now. Mm. We did, we've done three. Marcus did one, and now this will be our fifth season. Yeah, you've won twice. I won once, and then I beat Marcus hmm. once. So I'm two and two, and you're two and one. Wow. Yeah. So I did win last year. Usually we announce who won the year prior on this show, but we actually went through all that on uh, the last episode of Game Face before we left for the holidays. I was the champ. Uh, I guess one thing I will say is, uh, since we are talking about fantasy, uh, I'll briefly update you guys on the Sifted Fantasy Football League. I did not win the championship. <laughs> Matt Kyle Rocks is the champion of the Sifted uh, Fantasy Football League. I have been in the bowl two out of three years, and I have not won it. So, <laughs> uh, and in fact, I did, I did not do great in fantasy football this year in general. I did great until the playoffs, and all my teams crapped the bed. So congratulations to Colin, Matt Kyle Rocks. He is the champion of the Sifted Fantasy Football League. I think I lost by 15 or 20 points, something like that. It wasn't even that close. He had a great week. I had an off week, and that's how it goes. So... I realize that some of you guys have uh, never watched one of our drafts before. We have new patrons, new people who will discover us on YouTube. So I want to give you a rundown of how this works. And if you've never played fantasy football, I'm going to start from the base level. So this is basically a fantasy football draft for video games. Matt and I take turns picking games, one game at a time. And then at the end of the year, we add up the Metacritic scores for each team. So I'll have 10 games. Matt will have 10 games, and we go to Metacritic, and we get the Metacritic average. We add them all up, and whichever person has the biggest cumulative score wins the league. And so I won this last year. Matt is coming back, trying to strike back. Um, Matt won the coin toss this year. He gets first pick um, of all the games, and uh, we'll just take turns. So Matt will go first, and then I'll go, and we'll go back and forth until both of us have 10. And then we also have two alternates because... Uh, the way the league works is, is if a game is not released in that year, you would get a zero for that game. Uh, and last year we instituted alternates that could fill in in case we lost games. And we're going to stick with two this year. Uh, so we don't want to take, take it completely off the table uh, if, of picking games that may not make it out. But you do have kind of two fallbacks. And there's interesting strategy that goes Didn't into that. Didn't work out too well for me last year. Yeah, yeah. Matt actually ended up getting beat last year the same way I had gotten beaten the two prior years, which was... Had games that just didn't come out. Even yeah. the in my alternates, dreams didn't, did not. Dreams, one of my alternates did not come out. Yeah, even so. one of the alternates ended up uh, screwing Matt over. So. so the new strategy is to pick real safe stuff for the <laughs> alternates. <laughs> exactly, uh, or there's there's a bunch of strategies you can follow actually with the alternates. You can choose to use those as wild cards and try to pick safe in your regular draft, and then use the wild cards. That, to pick games that may or may not come out, but if they do, they could get high scores. There's a lot that goes into it. Uh, now we've been doing it for four, going on five years. Uh, I think we're, we've kind of mastered it at this point. Uh, another thing we should mention is we are not doing these picks live. Uh, Matt and I have actually already drafted our teams, and the reason we do that before we come on and do it on the show is because we have to set up the graphics and we have to set up all the B-roll to make sure we have footage to show you guys of each game. 
So we kind of have to know what the teams are. Uh, also, before. Shane takes forever <laughs> to pick stuff, and you'd be here for hours. Like, no shit. Well, like, that's, that was multitasking. I was doing yeah. a bunch of other stuff. You were faster this year than, than previous years, but there have been years where, like, because I usually have, a, like, a list, because I know it's coming, so I have a yeah. list of, here are all the things I want. I was like, I know which ones I want more of this, and, like, so I'll just pick, and then you pick something else, and I'll just, like, you know, I as we do it, I kind of build it the two lists, and I delete the stuff that we pick. Yeah. But, like, there's times, like, in the last couple of years where, like, I'll pick a thing, and then Shane will like take like twenty minutes, <laughs> yeah. and finally come back with something. I'll be like, uh huh, that is this. Yeah, yeah, you, and, do, it's just, you do draft fast, and yeah, because I got shit to do. Yeah. But I'm just like, yeah, if we did that live, like it, we'd be here a while. Yeah. I promise. It Cause, is cause, kind of, and I, although I would kind of like this because I'd like to see what you're doing because I, I figure you're just pouring through papers and stats <laughs> sheets and stuff. Like, <laughs> Because I, I, I bring it up every year, but like the you know I've never been to one, but I know people who have been to Shane's fantasy football draft days at his at his apartment, and it is no bullshit, people. Yeah. It is. It's an all day. Like, like you thing. have to you have to check in. <laughs> yeah. um, you have to ask for permission to use the bathroom. He's um, it is really joking. long though. Like my fan, my real fantasy football drafts will last five or six like, hours. Ta- like there are tales of yeah. Shane's fantasy drafts. Good ones too. That, yeah. That, uh, <laughs> Yeah, I mean, some people just get really drunk, but like yeah, um, me, yeah. <laughs> I'm usually one of them. I don't have to drive. I'm like, I never drink at my house, so when I have a draft, I definitely put a few back. But uh, but no, it's it's uh, this man does not fuck around. Yeah, we put it that way. Absolutely. So before we get started with the actual draft, I want to do a couple things. First of all, here's what we bought Matt for Christmas. Yeah. He has assembled it. Pretty freaking awesome. Voltron was needed. Yeah, so we more. want to show that to you guys since you guys will help buy it as well. Um, and then we'll yeah, let you handle this actually. We'll put you him know down because uh, I think he's screwing up the autofocus. Yeah, he, he absolutely. Is. Um, we'll probably put him on the floor actually for the show. Yeah, but there you go. Matt assembled his uh, Lego Voltron, and we have one more fun thing to do. Um, so two or three months ago, uh, one of your fellow sifters, the stand user, his real name is uh, Evan Piotrowski. He messaged me, sent me a DM on the site, and said, hey, I'm sending you guys a package. That was like two and a half months ago. He lives in Japan. Uh, and the day before I left to get on the plane to go back to the East Coast, it finally showed up. And I was terrified it was going to show up afterwards and we wouldn't get it, but we did get it. And so I have not looked at what's in this box. All I know is that Evan sent us a box. He said there's stuff for both of us in here. And uh, I, I split the top so we wouldn't have to do it live on the show, but I have no idea what's inside. So we are going to open this live, this package from Evan from Japan that he sent to us, and we'll do that before we get into the draft. So and, uh, to answer Justin Horman's question, no, Voltron is not taller than the Devastator. <laughs> a couple of, a, the Devastator is very big. Okay, so opening it up, we've got a letter from Evan here on the top. He even drew the sifted logo there, if you can see it. And I'll read it to you guys. Uh, to Shane and Matt, this package is just a small thank you uh, for all the hard work you've done and the awesome community you helped create and foster. Here's a breakdown of what is for Shane slash Matt. So should we read this or should we just open it up and then I'll tell you whose it is? I guess we'll just go. Okay, so pull stuff out. We got a... Uh... That appears to be a Legend of Zelda... Legend of Zelda blanket? Or towel. towel. Yeah, based on, based on his... Uh... Based on the, the outfit, the shirt he wears in Breath of the Wild. Okay, so he, it's the Zelda Heroes tunic towel, and that's apparently okay. for me. So thank you, Evan. That is freaking awesome. My wife even likes stuff like this, by the way. Like, she huh. usually hates game swag, but if I have stuff that, like, she can use, she'll be, she'll, yeah, she'll be a little... things. Yeah, exactly. 
So actually, let me show it to everybody. You can see it. It looks like a like one of those towels that doubles as a robe, kinda. Mm. Pretty dope. Thanks, Evan. What's next? Got a little Spider-Man for PS4, something like a little folder holder. Yeah, thing? what is that? I don't know. Some kind of a. It's a well, it's a Spider-Man Japanese thing. Yeah, that's all yours. It's like Spider-Man. I don't even. Flag. He says who it is, but you're getting that without a doubt. <laughs> Um, pull something else out. Uh, I think this is also for me. This is the limited edition, uh, Japanese limited edition box set of Eco and Shadow the Wander and the Colossus in Japan. Uh, the Team Eco collection, basically, from when they put the, uh, the remasters out on PS3. That's pretty freaking it's awesome. A, it's a very cool And that set. is absolutely earmarked for you. Yeah. No surprise. <laughs> this is a very, it comes a little, little, I think it's a little art book sort of little extra thing in there. It's very neat. Well, Thank it's you. from Japan as well, so everything yeah. there is better. Yeah. Well, this, <laughs> like all the collectors. Yeah, this, this was never released uh, outside of Japan, so it's a, it's a cool local gift. Absolutely. All right, pull something else out. Um, this is, looks like Super Mario 64. Uh, N64. Yep, that's for me. Super Mario 64 for the N64 from Japan. That's nice. And uh, for those of you who don't know, N64 import carts... Um, the only difference between the import carts and a U.S. cart is there are tabs on the back mm -hmm. of the controller. And on the U.S. version, I believe they're out at the edge? Um, I think so. But when you get a Japanese cart, you can just take a little like Dremel tool or a saw, and you just saw the tabs off of the off. edge, and it'll slide right into your U.S. N64. Yeah, I have, a, uh, I have the Japanese version of Smash Brothers. Yeah. And I did. I can see it on my... It's, I've filed them off for that. And alternatively, you actually... wait. Yeah. You can actually go inside the N64 and file some stuff down in there. Make yeah, you it can work, actually remove the, the two. It's just two little, like... Plastic Plastic tabs. tabs. You can yeah. just take them out. I never wanted to do that, so I just ended up just yeah. cutting I mean, you could probably do that now, because back in the day, you didn't want to do it, because you'd void your warranty. Right. But now, it's... Yeah. And am I right in saying that there's some slight differences with the Japanese version of Super Mario 64? Um, I mean, if you're speed running it, yeah, it's a little faster because the text pops up quicker because right, right. Japanese can fit more on a screen. Yeah. Thank you, Evan. This is freaking awesome. All right, pull out the next item. This is great, Evan. I can't believe you sent us all this stuff. This is awesome. Another N64 game. This is uh, Star Fox. Star Fox 64, N64, also for me. Thank you again. That's awesome. I can't see that. No rumble pack included. What gives, bro? <laughs> In the U.S., they all came with a rumble pack. Yeah. Yeah. I think eventually they sold it without, though. Yeah. Both, they, could, they sold both things separately, yeah. eventually. Next. This is... Looks like... Um, some kind of little Zelda heart puzzle thing? Is it a puzzle, or are they like or coasters? A little, like, coaster, a doily? Let me see. Know. Plate. Plate or handkerchief. handkerchief. There's another one in a similar box here. Yeah, so that's a potion. Oh, so he yeah. basically one of these is for both of, okay. both of us. What you can pick which one you want. I'll take the heart. Cause I actually universal. want this. Perfect. <laughs> so that, I, that's very specific to the to the length of the past. Yeah, it is. Yeah. Okay, next. Next is... Uh, um, the wrapped. item in the plaque plastic bag is mine, apparently. All right, so you deal with that. All right. Another thing that's cool about Japan and when you buy stuff, they package it up like really nice. Um, <laughs> like they don't do that in the U.S. Like sometimes when you buy stuff at a game store in Japan, they'll literally like gift wrap it like yeah. right there with like very specific color paper and everything. 
Let's see what's in here. I tape the bag shut. Yep. Oh, oh wow. 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 That's the Famicom classic. Oh my gosh. I don't have this. Like, I don't even have the U.S. That, NES that, for, a long, for a while, that was a hard... You don't? No. Uh, I only have the SNES one. The tar- if you want one, the Target in uh, uh, West Hollywood, dozens. Yeah. Dozens Well, they're going to stop making them. So oh, yeah, but I, I mean, get them while you can. I don't... I mean, this has different games on it, too, yes. right? Yeah. Thank you, Evan. Thank you. That's so freaking it, awesome. One thing I was surprised by that... Doesn't have Mother. Uh, really? Oh no, that was the Super Nintendo. The Super Famicom one does not have Mother Two on it. That's weird. Um, and which means Nintendo of America specifically added Earthbound for the U.S. version, which means they know there's a demand for that here. Which makes me think, I think I think that Earthbound One Two th- Mother Three collection might be coming for the Switch. It's possible. I th- I or how about a new happen. Earthbound game for Switch? Well, apparently, Mother Three pretty much definitively ends the story. Uh, um, but I mean, the fans here would just want Mother Three. They just want a, a localized Mother Three. Not too much to ask. Thank you, Evan. That's that a is cool setup. Freaking there. awesome, man. That is great. Thank you. You've you've really depended on the kindness of others for the, for your micro console. Yeah, absolutely. And then this is. Um, like, it looks like some kind of handkerchief. That's yours. That's a Zelda handkerchief, apparently. Yeah, well, it's got Zelda things on it. Like, it's got it's similar designs to the Breath of the Wild. Yeah. Yeah, neat. Very cool. And then uh, another one, which must be yours. So this looks like it's just Link. Oh, it's the 8 bit Link? It's Link's sprite, yeah. Oh, that's cool. You can see that. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, Evan. There's a couple notes down here, too. I'll read them very quickly. That's also good because your nose is running. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, I got sick over the holidays on Christmas Eve. I am just now, like, better. And my nose is still running. Uh, Here's a note. The Zelda goods are from Ichiban Kuji, which is a lottery system offered at convenience stores in collaboration with various anime and games. You purchase a ticket and pull a piece of paper from a box... Uh, getting the Triforce corresponding prize. Yeah, the corresponding prize. I think that's just... That's just a Triforce. It's just a Triforce. And so Evan says thank you at the bottom here. Are you freaking kidding me? Thank you, brother. This is so awesome. So that's like... that. You actually see that in Shenmue. Yeah, you do, when actually. When you buy stuff that's from right. the stores, they like, let you draw a prize out of that's the thing. That's right. And you, it's... That's true. Thank you, man. A little yeah, slice of you. Japan. I haven't been there for six years now, so it's good to get this stuff and... Have a little flavor of Japan, even if I can't go there. Apologies, Matt. The staff absolutely mangled the plastic when removing the security tag. <laughs> it's, okay. it's all good. It's Thank okay. you. It'll be, it'll be opened, so it won't, it won't, the plastic wrap doesn't matter. Yeah. Thank you, Evan. Thank you so much, man. The stand user on Sifted. So thank him for us as well. He is the man. So with all the pomp and circumstance out of the way, it's time to get to draft people. So like I said, we're each picking 10 games with two alternates at the end. Matt won the coin toss, so Matt has the first overall pick. So Matt, with the first pick of the 2019 SFL Video Game Fantasy Draft, what is your choice? Anthem. Anthem. (laughs) The game I have been, uh, I have tried, I drafted it last year? Yes, you did. Yeah. Pretty Um, sure it's going to actually happen. (laughs) I think it is definitely going to happen. So... Uh, just to 
kind of before you can explain why you're going to pick it. This was going to be my number one overall as well. So it was. A, I think this number one pick was a toss-up between this one and the thing you picked first. So uh, we seem to have been on the same page yeah. for the first round. Um, I picked. I'm honestly. I I have a now that now that the the flurry of the draft is over. Um, I have a feeling I'm going to end up wishing I'd picked the reverse. Oh really? Uh, I feel, I, I I feel like what so. you picked is going to get crazy high this might i mean there's a good chance it will because reviewers love bioware but there's a chance it might just end up being sort of like destiny in an iron man suit and everybody kind of goes eh. i think like, that's good enough you you think <laughs> but i don't know like i think that's plenty good there's enough. been a lot of skepticism and a lot of like kind of like around it and like i i mean i could see anthem's review scores kind of coming in soft not bad you know, I'm, I'm still saying, like, you know, high 80s. Do you think, like, an, like an Andromeda effect on it? Maybe. I mean, maybe not, not as pronounced, but, like, I could see if, it's, if it doesn't have enough to it that makes people go, oh, this is, a, this is not just Destiny reskinned. And I don't think it will be, but it's like, I don't know. Like, I, could, I could see this going wrong, but I think if it goes right, it'll be a high 90. I, I think it's, it's a, at the least, like, the worst case scenario is, like, an 8.5. Like, I... I mean, I'm, I'm I think just, this is the safest bet of 2019 for maybe a game. To I, get I just I feel like it could get Spider-Man, you know, or Spider-Man. It still ended up with an 80. It did, but like that game wasn't that it game was, was a 96 it yeah, or something. Yeah, that was that should have been much better. Absolutely. So we'll see. You know, it, I feel so. I also always feel it's risky to pick an, uh, an online game a little bit because or a game as a service. Yeah, because you just don't know. Is it going to launch well? Is it going to work well? How are they going to present it to the reviewers? Like, how's it going to work I mean, the good news is you don't have to worry about the post-launch support for this. Right. Um, (laughs) Which is really, really important for a game as a service. But it was kind of a coin flip between this and and your pick. And in the end, I just like, I don't know. Maybe I'm kind of trying to show my Bioware loyalty. I am wearing my... Yeah, you got your N7 hoodie on for the draft, so... Fingers crossed, Anthem turns out to be everything Bioware needs it to be, and, and we what, want it what to we're be. hoping it to be. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so the game that Matt's been alluding to, uh, I'll just say right out, like the reason that I picked this game, and I wouldn't if you had talked to me about this two months ago, I never would have picked it here. Um, but I picked it because of the Game Awards, and that game is Resident Evil Two. I never would have drafted this second overall if it weren't for the Game Awards where they awarded it with most mm-hmm. anticipated game of 2019. And I also think I think the nostalgia for Resident Evil 2 is just fever pitching right now among the game journalists. Like, I hear it mentioned a lot. I mean, it's uh, been called the best Resident Evil before RE4 for, like, ever. Yeah, I mean, I, it was my favorite pre-RE4, yeah. for sure. Uh, it's, it's the only Resident Evil remake I could get interested. I mean, it's, you know, I mean, I don't care that much about Resident Evil other than 4. And this game has my attention, which should indicate something. I mean, it looks freaking awesome. Yeah. There's no doubt about it. I mean, it's probably the, the most impressive remake that I've seen of a game. Uh, I've played it at, uh, at I played it at E3. It looks incredible. It plays just like RE4, which I'm totally cool with. I still don't feel like that control scheme feels dated or, mm-hmm. or something that I don't want to experience or fiddle with. Um, but I'll just be honest. Like, this game for me would have been drafted somewhere in the middle... Uh, but the Game Awards, with the journalists, the mm-hmm. people who are going to decide who wins this league, picking it as most anticipated game of this year, it was I, I just had to. Yeah. And I am excited. I, RE2 is my favorite Resident Evil as far as story is concerned. I do kind of like how it's all set up. Um, but it'll be interesting to see how Capcom changes it and which things it decides to change versus not change. 
Uh, there's a special 30-minute demo that's live right now on every platform but PC, I believe. Mm-hmm. Um, and you can play it for 30 minutes. It's on a timer. And yeah, when but the there is a is there up, is a way to get around that apparently, where if you quit out, because I guess it does a it does a flag or something every five minutes, and if you repeatedly quit out before that five minutes is up and then start it again, it restarts the the clock. Yeah. Basically, um, I haven't done it myself, but I saw some people talking about it today. Um, so there is apparently a way to, to game that system a little bit. Yep, we'll probably have it up on Sifted throughout the course of the weekend. So just check it. It'll probably be on the Guides channel. Um, mm-hmm. We'll find it and we'll get it up there for you guys. Because I'm sure a lot of you guys are going to download this and want to play it over the weekend. Yeah, I just think this is a perfect storm of the right time, the right game, the right age of most of the people reviewing games right now, um, and the quality that you're seeing. Yeah. Like I think it's, I, I think it's just, I think it's going to score through the roof. Well, I, I honestly think it'll get like a like an eight eight. I don't think it's gonna. I be think it's gonna be in the nines. Really? I think it's definitely gonna be in the mid nines. I would be really really pleasantly surprised because I was that. going through. You know, I, I you know when I do this, I go I basically make a I go and look and you know basically Google video games in whatever year. Yeah. And I look at the top you know list that comes up at the top with all the little box art, and then I go in more granular to see what has a release date and stuff. Yeah. But I was going so I just initially write down the the first stuff that pops up because those are the high profile things. Yeah. And um, as I was going through, I, you know, I saw this this was there, and I was like, I didn't even think about the Game Awards anticipated thing. I was just like, yeah, this is gonna be huge. <laughs> like in terms of, I mean, I think it'll be sell. I think it'll sell well, and I think it'll be received well by the by the public. But I was like, this is gonna review huge. I think this is gonna review huge. We'll see. There there may be some journalists out there who aren't like me and are like, I am actually over the RE4 control scheme. We'll see how it how it all and shakes I th- out. I, th- I think that applied to this game that's never played particularly because I, mean, I I am not someone who is a fan of the old survival horror style. Like yeah. I, I I thought I, I always saw that as like a way around uh, hardware limitation and not like I mean I know they always try to dress it up as like, oh it's art, it's aesthetic and an artistic choice because if you can't control things something well it makes it it makes it scary. No, it makes it annoying <laughs> is what it makes yeah. it. And yeah. like taking what I think is the most interesting story and most interesting character arrangement in any of the Resident Evil games, including four. Yeah. Two two is the the big expan you know, when they expanded out from a mansion to the whole city. Right. I mean, I remember watching, like, just seeing the beginning of that game in, like, game magazines and being like, oh, wow, like, you're out in the street and, like, yeah. there's zombies everywhere. It was crazy. <laughs> yeah. So I think taking that and applying it to, like, you know, this this sort of, like, you know, reinvention of it and this sort of, it, it's going to be big. It's going to be huge. Now, one thing I would say in general, or another thing I should say before we go any further is that a lot of people will watch this and be like, oh, so these are the games that Shane and Mac like the most. No. no. That's not it at all. These are not the games that we are most excited for. In fact, we already did that Sifted countdown. It's up on uh, Sifted and on our Patreon right now. We did the 20 most anticipated games of uh, 2019, which is a little bit more of our personal takes on it. This is us just saying which games are going to review the highest. Yeah, not the games that we think we would give the highest review scores to. What game do we games do we think all the journalists are going to like the most? Yeah, this is pure Metacritic betting. Yep, absolutely. So just want to get that out there. Um, and another thing I would say, too, is that unlike literally every other year before this year, there's not a collection of, like, five or six games that you're pretty much certain are going to score a 90 or above. Yeah, this this year was interesting because the, the schedule past about April is really sketchy. Yeah. And Sony not committing to any sort of release date for pretty much anything beyond Days Gone makes yeah. it even harder because Sony's games' exclusives are usually sort of, like, 
you know the the pillars of the year that you can count on yeah. to be a thing. It's like basically if you can like get a couple of Sony exclusives and a couple of Nintendo exclusives in there, you got a real solid foundation to work with with your yeah. team, and that just doesn't exist there this isn't. year. There isn't, yeah, unfortunately. So, all right, let's move on. Matt, what was your second pick in the draft? My second pick is here we go again, Kingdom Hearts three. <laughs> Now, Which I'm pretty sure is actually year. happening. This yeah. was on your team last year. It was year. on my team last year kind of as a joke. It was right. one of my last picks. It was one of the things I, I was pretty sure was going to get replaced but, you know, when it dropped out and get replaced by an alternate. And it did. Yeah. Um, but I was close. You were. I was, I was within 30 like, days. three weeks off. Yeah. Um, and so this one, I don't see any possible way this doesn't get some big scores. Yeah. Uh, it already leaked and people seem pretty positive about it anyway. Yeah. Uh-huh. Um, we've been waiting... 13 years, 12 years? <laughs> uh, yeah, 12 and a half years uh, for this to come out. When, uh, when this comes out, if you, were, if you were Sora's age, when the first game came out, you'll be 31. <laughs> um, Does a 31-year-old still care about this game? Well, maybe their kids do. Yeah. Like, like literally, that's what we, I mean, I, we never actually put it up because um, I, I became, because uh, the sound was actually pretty bad, but at Pactor's party... I got Morgan and Adam together, and we recorded a thing on our on one of our phones that basically said like, you know, now after because people asked us since since 2006, people would ask when's Kingdom Hearts three come. It was the most common viewer mail question we got through the entire history of X Play. So we finally said we announced. We can tell you <laughs> it comes out on January 29th, you know, 2019. And then we we hoped that everyone who asked us the, that question had a fulfilling college career and a fulfilling job and a wonderful family (laughs) and say hello to your children because you're all 30 now. Yeah, you're all old. And it's it's like, it was, it was, so so this is also kind of the, the closure that we've been looking for since the beginning of X-Play's inception. Yeah. Um, When we were the only ones getting Square Enix's B-roll. Yeah, I mean, I was, Because we were the only TV show. I I snagged the exclusive uh, for US media for the uh, Kingdom Hearts 2 reveal trailer because, they would only give it to us because we were television. We were the only television gaming-related yeah. television. I wandered show. around around Japan with that beta tape in my hand and would not let it go the whole time <clears> like, <throat> like, until we sent it. We sent everything back through like big UPS shipments so they could like get the, the edits ready yeah. back home. But I, I walked. I carried that with me for the rest of the day. And, I remember like, their no PR what, person at the time, Sonia M, who is uh, turned out to be a really good friend of mine just through life. Uh, she. She would always call me or or email me and be like, "Oh my god, like I'm getting cuz we'd run like their B-roll on our show and then all the websites in in magazines would call her and be like, "What is going on? Mm. Like, why are they getting this?" And she'd be like, "Cuz they're TV." We're television yeah. and when web video sucked then. Yeah, it did. It was like a postage stamp. That was the whole thing was Square did not want their footage to be, to be seen at this low resolution compressed and compressed yeah. cuz it was like these tiny little terrible things it was the days before youtube were a horrible wasteland kids (laughs) they were good for us though yeah it was this is this is a good pick i would have taken this second if you didn't take it um i'm not a huge kingdom hearts fan in fact i have almost zero hype for this game but i know i am in the vast minority i'll also say well i mean i have played all of them and do i think this is going to be not stupid? No. Like, this is going to be one of the dumbest <laughs> things I play stupid. all year. But, like, I got to play it. Yeah. Like, it's it's Kingdom... It's the end I'm, of the I whole mean, thing. I I'm going to play it. It's, it's also, like, one of only two or three big games this entire month, so... Yeah. And uh, the other thing I noticed, I was looking around to, to look at the pre-order stuff. Uh, PlayStation Store has... You can pre-order Kingdom Hearts 3, 
plus both HD collections, which you get access to immediately, yeah. for $99.99. That's a great deal. And like, the two HD collections together are more than that. Yeah, that's, like, that's like 170 bucks worth of games deal. for 100 bucks. And, and truth so, be told, most people, I mean, you know, we're older, so we've played the original. Yeah. A lot of people who play games right now weren't even around or like interested in games when those games came out. So that is a great yeah, that deal. That is a for crazy them. deal. If you want, yeah. if you want more ridiculous anime Disney storytelling garbage than you can possibly digest in a month, uh, that is a crazy good deal. I also know I didn't know that. I didn't. I guess I must have played through the HD collection before I looked at it before. But you can now actually download. Uh, you can just download um, for free. If you have the first HD collection, you can just download a collection. It's just the cutscenes from the first game, because I guess they realize that people don't want to play that one. <laughs> they just want to watch the cinematics. It's, it's, it's real primitive compared to the other. It <laughs> is. It is. Yeah. Um, yeah. So yeah, you can just watch the cutscenes from that as a little movie, and then you can just jump straight, and then watch uh, the cutscene movie they made out of uh, Chain of Memories, and then just jump to Kingdom Hearts 2, yeah. which is honestly probably the smartest thing to do if you've never played them before, because Kingdom Hearts 1 is a little clunky. It's a little tough. Yeah. But I think that's a great pick. I think it'll end up scoring really freaking high. Yeah, I think it'll because do when you, great. Because when I talked about, like, who are the people that play those old right. games? Because guess it's the journalist. Because remember how old I said you'd be if you started that when you were, when you were 14? Right. Guess how old your average game reviewer is now. Yeah. About 31. About 30 years old. 31. So, yeah. yeah. I think I it's going to hit that sweet spot. There's going to be a lot of crying. <laughs> yeah. Happy tears <laughs> in the game journalism world. Yep. Uh, okay, so it's time for my second pick. And for me... This was the hardest pick for the entire draft. Mm. And it, this one, this wasn't me multitasking. This was really me taking, like, sorting yeah. through. The first like, three, I think, were pretty no-brainer. Yeah. Uh, and this, the other thing about this one This is, is the breaking point. This game had to come up sometime. Yeah. And the, the question of when is a big one. Yeah. Because this, this one, I think, is a crazy wild card. Well, I'll tell you. Well, first of all, it does not have a solid release date. No. Which makes me nervous. Yeah, but, but I, I can't see it not making it. It has to. Yeah. So but then I said that about other you things. You did. We, we have all said it. We've about said that other about other things from this publisher. Ab- absolutely, yeah. And <laughs> so my pick, my second pick in the draft is Gears 5. And it's not Gears of War 5. It's just Gears. It's just Gears 5. And I literally took about 35 minutes to make this pick. Yeah, this and it wasn't me like doing other stuff. It was me thinking about this pick. So... Let me explain to you the thought process that I went through with this. So we were saying earlier about how there's not this collection of four or five games pretty much guaranteed to get a nine or higher. There's, there are really none that are guaranteed, in my opinion, to get a nine or higher. Mm-hmm. And, but this, after these first three games... I think there's one this more. Is the, do you? Yeah. Okay. You, you picked it, though. Okay. So after those first three games, to me, there's a line. And everything after that, in my opinion, could end up getting anywhere from a 7.5 to a 9. And so what I started doing is I started looking at the Metacritic scores for prior games in each of the franchises. And I had totally forgotten that Gears 4 got like an 8.7 Metacritic. Mm-hmm. I didn't like it that much. I think my eval was, I. I think my eval was like a 6.9, but the Metacritic for this game was like an 8.7. Yeah, it scored very well. And so I'm, I'm like, well, if their first attempt got an 8.7, and now they've had two or three years to work on the next one. Yeah, I think this is, I mean, we, we already saw it. There's, there's a lot of gear stuff in the pipeline. Rod Ferguson gets shit out on time. Yeah, I mean, that's the coalition has not delayed a game. Yeah, um, and he—they uh, have nothing else big for this fall. 
unless they got a you know Inf- Halo Infinite is clearly not ready. Yeah. Um, and I don't know. I don't think they're gonna surprise us with anything crazy unless it's alongside. Well, this. they just I, bought all the studios, yeah. and they're gonna take a few years. There's gonna to be incubate. a couple of years where they get fully spooled up. I yep. think. Um, I think this is a safe bet as Microsoft's big fall game for this year. I'm counting on like an 8.5. If it gets that or better, I mean, that's where we're at though in this draft. Like by my second pick, I'm like, hey, if this gets an 8.5 or higher, I'm going to be cool with that. I think there's there's another potential 9 plus and you picked it and I didn't really think about it until after you picked it. Okay. We'll get to that. All right. So what's your third pick, Matt? My third pick is a little personal. I mean, this was was partly just me being being me, uh, but I picked Sekiro. Shadows die twice because I think that game's going to score through the frickin' roof. So I'll tell you this. Um, when I was doing all that research for Gears, it's so funny. This was the other game that ultimately mm-hmm. I was settling on. When you picked it, I was shocked because I, was, I figured it would make it maybe at the end of the draft. But then when I researched it, I was like, oh, no, no, no. Yeah. It should be drafted higher. And apparently you had picked up on that already. Yeah. I think this one's going to score very well, not just along the Dark Souls fans in the in the journalism world, but also among some of the people that don't dig the Dark Souls thing, but finally have a From Software game they can get into because yeah. they're more character action people. Yeah. Um, I I think this game is going to cross some cross some borders. I think it will you know too. I mean? Yep. Um, I think yeah. it's also going to get a bump because it's a From Software yes, game. Yes. I think there's definitely going to be a From Software bump on this one. And uh, unless they somehow completely manage to drop the ball on this in terms of just basic design, I think you're guaranteed something in the 80s. I'm excited for it. Uh, and I normally don't really care about From Software games at all, but it's just like you said. It's finding a little bit of a middle ground. And the other thing I would say, too, is I love the aesthetics of From Software's games. I love the art style. I love the tone and the mood that they try to set with their games. I love all that. I just was not a big fan of how brutally punishing Dark Souls is. This seems to be a middle ground. I think it's mm-hmm. still going to be challenging, which I'm totally fine with, uh, but not in kind of a mean-spirited, like, we're going to test you to see if you can withstand this type of way. We'll see. I mean, I mean I think it could be, be that way. There's going to be some of that, because I think it's going to be one of those, like, high-level character action-driven games. Like, you know, going to be like a Devil May Cry 5 yeah. kind of thing. I um, can deal with that. I'm a, fine I mean, there's it. a lot of that happening. You know, it's, a, it's a good first quarter if you're into that sort of game. Absolutely. Um, and... A new from from software IP is just automatically going to generate more interest. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think that's a that's a good safe pick at number three. Uh, for my third pick, and this one I think is a little risky. If it happens, I think this is about where it belongs yeah. in the draft. But it's it's a I, I think it will. I think it is. I think it's going to happen. So my pick is Animal Crossing for Switch whatever they end up calling it. Yeah. So I am not a gigantic Animal Crossing fan. I do play it, and I play it a lot. Like, uh, the last couple I've played literally for, like, 60 or 70 hours. Um, But it's not like at the end of the year I'm going to say that was my game of the year, unless they completely, Mm -hmm. drastically change it, which we know they're not going to. But if you look back at Animal Crossing review scores, like, City Folk got, like, an 8.8, an 8.9. New Leaf did huge. New Leaf had, got gigantic scores, and I played the living tar out of New Leaf. Um, it's just one of those franchises that always scores high. Nintendo's on a tear. I, I, I don't mm. see Nintendo releasing a really crappy piece of software at this point. And it's been a long time since that has happened, to be perfectly honest. Um, the big fear is, does it make it out? So... 
I think it does. Now we're not. Now we're showing you city folk right now. By the way, this is obviously not the Switch game. They've not put out any gameplay of the Switch game, and we're not showing the trailer for the Switch game either because they'll flag it on YouTube, and we'll have to do edits to this. So we're showing you footage of city folk. But if you watch the trailer, the debut teaser trailer, it says 2019 right in the trailer. Yeah. The closing slate says Animal Crossing 2019, and so. I could get burned by this. It could be, but Nintendo usually doesn't put a year on something until unless they're exactly. fairly sure. Zelda notwithstanding. Yeah. Um, I feel like Animal Crossing is a less, you know, Zelda they were... They know what they're making with Breath Animal the, Crossing. Breath the, also, Breath of the Wild is a special case because they ended up having to make it multi-generational. Right, right. And, you know, because the, the Switch thing, clearly they moved the, the time frame for that up, so that became a whole thing. Um, and they were reinventing the wheel in some ways on that game. I think Animal all Animal Crossing needs to do is have decent online support for a change. Uh, I feel I never need to play another Animal Crossing <laughs> game ever in my life. Yeah. Um, you want to talk about something that's just it's a dead-on time sink for no good yeah. reason? But like, I think I think it, it, they always review well, and um, you know, it's it's. Do it's, you want to know what pushed me over the it's top? It's a high-profile Switch release, and I think yeah. it's going to do just fine in the reviews. Do you want to know what really pushed me over the top to make the pick? was you burning me on Super Mario Odyssey. Because mm, mm. I doubted Nintendo last year, and I wanted to dress Super Mario. I just couldn't. And it worked out for you, yep. and you got a gigantic score out of it. And so I was like, look, i got to let my fears go to the side a little bit. And, and I will say this, too. Making this pick here made me be way more conservative with my alternates. Mm. I made sure that I picked games that I know are going to come out this year for my alternates. So yeah, I, I, this, I mean, this was up there. I, I, I would have probably picked it next or the second or next next. Yeah. It would have been fourth or fifth for me, I think. I didn't think it would come back. It's hard to tell if people are thinking about, if you're thinking about stuff the way I am, but what I've learned is that a lot of times, you absolutely are. And so, well, we've both been doing this for a long yeah. time. So I don't try to like slide stuff past you anymore. Like Sometimes I'll be like, okay, I want to take this now. I think it's going to score higher than the game I'm going to pick next, but I think, oh, okay, Matt's not going to pick this, and it'll make mm -hmm. it back. After doing this for four years with you, I know that that game's not going to make it back around. So there was only one if game I want a game, I pick it now. There's only one game I did that with you on. Okay. But we'll get to it. All right. Uh, so, what's your next pick, Matt? Your fourth pick. My fourth pick is Devil May Cry Five. Yep, just spoke about that a little bit. Um, which I think uh, I think it's going to be a solid mid to high eighties. Um, so I went. I also when I was doing the gears thing, I also looked at this series and DMC Devil May Cry, the one that was done by Ninja Theory. It's Metacritic's like eight point six, eight point yep. seven. But if you go back to Devil May Cry Four, the last one was actually made in house by Capcom. Its Metacritic average is like 73 or 74, mm. which was, you know, when you're trying to figure out, should I pick this now, should I pick this later, that's why I passed on DMC and took Gears instead. You know, I think what I've seen of this and uh, the demo, um, I think they took the reasons DMC4 got that lower score to heart, and they're, going, they're, they're taking this back to the, they're taking this back to the, ba not basics, but they're making a Devil May Cry game. They absolutely again. are. Yeah, if you play the demo, you know right away that it's going to be a traditional. And demo. I think you're also, you know, Devil May Cry Four also was running up against the fact that you weren't Dante. You're playing as Nero, at least for the first half of the game. And you know, there's always a little bit of unease when you're thrown into this, you know, this new character, and he's getting, you know, everybody's got that sort of 
you know, everyone's got that permanent bad taste in their mouth from Metal Gear Solid 2 switcheroo yeah. uh, with Raiden. Yeah. Um, but I feel like Nero has become a character that's liked well enough, especially in the wake of how much backlash there was on DMC. Yeah. Um, everyone's like, well, we'll take five Neros if we don't have to deal with emo Dante. <laughs> and um, even though I like that game a lot. Um, so I feel like Nero is kind of an accepted member of the family. I'm fine now. with Nero. Yeah, I have no problem and, with it. Uh, so I think that, I think as long as the gameplay is solid and as far as the demo shows it is, uh, I think this game's going to score real well. I think I think it's going to be a nice comeback after. I mean, Devil May Cry Four is 11 years old. I know this month. it's really crazy to think about. Yeah. It was. Uh, I mean, that when that game came out, we were still doing G4 the G4 feedback podcast. Yeah. Yep. I, was so I remember in. talking about that. Yeah. I think I had just left. G4 at that yeah, point. Yeah, it was right, it was shortly after. Yeah, so I, I think that's a great pick. I think I agree. I think it's going to score high. Um, it will be interesting though to see if some journalists maybe are like this feels old. Mm-hmm. Um, you can never tell with kind of games that have that. It's like I was saying earlier with Resident Evil 2. It's like you could find some journalists who kind of rebel or cringe a little bit at playing mm-hmm. games that maybe feel or look a little bit like an older style. Yeah, I think this is I think this is going to do okay though. I think uh, and I also think you're going to there's usually a con, a group of reviewers that get these games because you got, you know, getting through an entire one of these character action games requires some skill yeah, at places absolutely. and some perseverance and yep. and a willingness to be interested in the subject matter because they can get repetitive if you don't know what you're doing. Yep. Um, so I feel like you're going to get fans assigned to review this to, most, to some degree, and that's going to be a more positive... That's gonna be you're also going to get the better players yeah. on the editorial staff playing yeah. it. Um, you're not going to put some noob who likes to play games like Animal Crossing on no. Devil Like Hitch I feel Park. like you could get maybe a more negative response from like the group podcasts. Right. Yeah. You know, when everybody comes but in the, and gives that their doesn't opinion, affect the But score. they're not the people writing the reviews. <laughs> exactly. So. That's a good point. Uh, okay, we're ready for my next pick. And my fourth pick for the Sifted 2019 video game fantasy draft is... This is the other game I think could be a, a 90 plus. Okay. And okay. I didn't think of it really until you picked it. It was on my list, but after you picked it, I'm like, nah, that one's going to be... That one could be up there. Okay. It just didn't click with me until you picked it, and I was like, oh, yeah, that's good. Yeah, I should have gone maybe a little earlier. So my pick is Mortal Kombat 11. Mm-hmm. So to Matt's point... This was literally my next one if you didn't yeah. pick this. It, cause I, just, I didn't want it more than the other stuff I picked, but like... I, the, these NetherRealm makes such robust, content-packed games. Yeah, I think this is going to be a big one. So I'll say this. I, to your point, I, at first I was like, oh my gosh, this is like my, my best pick of the draft so far. Because I went and looked at the aggregate scores for their last couple games. And it's like 8.8, 9.1, mm-hmm. depending on the platform. Like Injustice scored really high. Yeah. Then I went back, though, and looked at the Metacritic score for Mortal Kombat X, and it's like a 7.5. Mm-hmm. And then I didn't feel quite so good about the pick. Well, I think, well <laughs> the one thing I think everyone who plays NetherRealms games agrees is they've gotten better with every game since Mortal Kombat X. Yeah. Um, you got, you know, more and more these games have started to flow better. They've started to be uh, more balanced, more competitive. Um, because you can't really count Mortal Kombat and Injustice as separate series because they're so similar that Netherrealms can, Netherrealm can apply what they learned from the previous game oh, to sure. the next one, Absolutely. whether it's Mortal Kombat or Injustice. You're yeah. going to see stuff they learned from Injustice 2 show up in this game, and it's just going to continue. Um, 
And the other thing is just there's so much robust single player and sort of like stuff to do content in the in the more in the Never Netherrealm games that I think they review very well in general just because uh, when you're reviewing something and you've got all this stuff to do, it's more engaging than just, well, it's a competitive game that just lets you go online or play with someone on your couch, and that's not as interesting. And I think that does sometimes kind of impact uh, game reviews for fighting games because you're kind, of, you're kind of stuck in that, well, if you want to play it with your friends, you're cool, but if you just want to play a cool fighting game by yourself, you're sort of stuck. The other thing I would say, too, is that Mortal Kombat is kind of noob-friendly. That's true. And... Hardcore fighting fans are not generally big MK fans or Injustice fans. Oh, there's a, there's a contingent. There's, there's sure. a crew, for sure. But it's not like Mar- Marvel vs. Capcom, Street Fighter-sized. No. There's a, a segment of, of hardcore gamers that like this, but I think for casual players, it's their favorite fighting franchise. Well, they sell like crazy. They I mean, do. Compared to, I mean, as much as the other major fighting game franchises combined at times. Because it gives players who aren't that good something to do that's really mm-hmm. fun. Because their campaigns are great, and the campaigns are not that hard to get through. So for hardcore fighting fans, a lot of them, they may not even play a campaign. They'll go straight online and start, or go to a, a friend's house and just play. Mm-hmm. But for a lot of people who buy fighting games, and sadly and truthfully, a lot of people who end up reviewing fighting games, they're not that person. Yeah. They like fighting games, they're probably pretty good at them, but they're going to resonate more with a game like MK11 that has a really good story mode and a lot of stuff to do as a solo player instead of just playing head-to-head. So, um, a little bit of a risky pick, but I think it's at least a safe 8 floor. Yeah, I, I, I think it could be in the 90s. I think. I, I hope. Because I think you're, you're probably looking at them having honed the Mortal Kombat formula to a very fine point for this If they one. haven't by now, they're never yeah. gonna. <laughs> it's like if they and you're still be... gonna get the complaints of like, you know, the animation's stiff and it doesn't... Because yeah. it is, you know, they have, a, they have a house style... Yeah, absolutely. ...that some would consider an error. That's what I'm saying, um, yeah. But like... Yeah. The, and you're also... That's why I think the hardcore fighting people are like... Yeah, I mean, it's just like you either deal with it or you don't. It's like you know, they they kind of have stuck to this sort of stiffer, stiffer look that like kind of comes out of the the pedigree of having started with you know digitized live action graphics. Yeah, and there's sort of you know there's people that say like, well, you don't have to do that anymore because now you do everything polygonally. But it's just sort of what Mortal Kombat looks like, you know. And no, it doesn't make like the way Scorpion bounces up and down makes no sense from a center of gravity perspective. <laughs> but like that kind of surreal sort of like yeah. off look is, I think Netherrealm considers it part of the sh- series. Yeah, I called it uh, in the script for our top 20 games of 2019, I called it call and response. Like the way the flow of the combat works in mm. Mortal Kombat. It's like you have your turn, you execute it, either the guy blocks or he does, and it's just like this back and forth, back yeah. and forth. But then I got the 80, 90, 89% combo off of the one hit, and now you're dead. So... <laughs> It's a yeah. it's a different flavor, uh, but it seems to sell. It seems to still, sell real well. Still resonates. And let's face later. it: if you know one fighting game, you know Street Fighter. But if you know a second fighting game, it's, it's Mortal MK. Kombat. Absolutely. In part because those are the two two that got movies. Yep, that's true. All right, let's move on. Matt, what was your fifth pick in the draft? Uh, my fifth pick is now we're getting into now we're getting into some of the stranger places. Yeah. My fifth pick was Metro Exodus. Okay, I'm interested to hear. This was your one pick where I was like, I think you may have taken that a little early. So I'm interested Maybe. to hear your logic. Um, 
the, well, the, for, I think it's going to be a solid high 70, low 80 uh, at, at, at worst. Yeah. Um, you know, these games have done pretty well. Uh, it's, the, it's the time for a bleak shooter. Um, <laughs> now's the time. Now's the time. Uh, it's gorgeous looking. It is, um, yeah. The reason I picked it a little earlier than I might have wanted to is because you've reacted so positively to it over uh, the time it's been out. So this was a game you're talking that about I'll, where you didn't. No, I'm not. Back. No, I'm not. But this was oh, okay. this was a slight head you off at the pass move. Okay. Just because I I was I'm more certain about this than some of the other stuff coming out this year. Not as like a oh it's gonna blow the the lid off the the Metacritic average, but just that it's gonna be something I don't regret picking. I would probably have preferred this around eight or nine. Yeah. But I just didn't want to let you. You have it <laughs> because at, especially because i'm like the later stuff gets so guessworky it does, yeah, that yeah. i wanted something i knew was a coming out and b was going to be fine if not stellar my, my concern with this game and why i would have drafted it later is because the studio that creates this game has made other metro games and they were a mess a mess they always looked really interesting in trailers mm. and promotion, and when they would come to the office and like play a demo for you, they always looked good. But then you would play the final game, and they would be just bug riddled, just crazy weird mm. Euro jank. I mean, <laughs> yeah. to coin a game fa- game face phrase, th- these games have been full of Euro jank in the past. And look, I know that they're they're bigger now; they have a bigger budget. This game certainly looks. Leaves some bounds better than any other Metro game. Mm. So I hear you. I hear where you're coming from. But when you're doing these drafts, you have to start finding these little disqualifiers mm-hmm. to help you decide why you pick one game or over another. And my experience with prior Metro games is what kind of lowered it down the totem pole a bit for me. We'll put it this way. If I had been, been the one who got Animal Crossing, I probably would have pushed this much further down. Yeah. So this was kind of my early risk. Well, we are in, like, right now, we're in the miasma part of the draft, where really you're just splitting hairs trying to figure out which game you're going to pick over another one. And like I, I do, said... I for, do think this is not going to sell very well. Really? I, I feel I like I think it it'll sell not. probably a couple million, three million across Maybe. all platforms. I don't know. I, I, I don't remember when it's coming out exactly. A lot of it's going to depend on the review. Yeah. On the Metacritic. It's going to lean hard on early adoption. I but think. I will say this about all the Metro games, even the ones that were riddled with bugs, they are crazy atmospheric. Yeah. And very moody and set a very, very Im- uh, imposing tone. Um, and I, that's never going to go away. They're going to be able to do that with every game they ever make. And that's mm-hmm. what has me excited for this game, knowing the tone they've been able to set in prior Metro games, hoping that it's going to be a more polished uh, product this time around. It looks like it could be. It, we'll see. We'll see. <laughs> okay, uh, my next pick, which is my fifth pick in the draft, and this is here's the game that I'm picking here. I could have swapped this for the one you just picked, and really, no one's gonna say who's right or wrong. Mm-hmm. That game in is. In fact, with a change in camera angle, you might not be able to tell the difference absolutely. between them. Exactly, and that game is the Division Two. Um, the original division, I went back and looked. I had kind of forgotten where it had scored Metacritic-wise. It's only at like an 81. Um, but mm-hmm. I played this at E3 2018, and I could see already that they had taken a lot of feedback to heart from fans. Now, I just don't want to... I, I never want to say that fans are giving feedback is the right way to design your game. Mm-hmm. Uh, because they're developers for a reason. They've been doing it as a career. And generally, I believe that they know better than the fans and how to make a game better. But as someone who played a ton of the original Division, 
I agree with a lot of the fan feedback on the first game, and I've seen a lot of changes, even from the 40 minutes that I played at E3, I've seen a lot of change already in the Division 2. So, um, if the original got an 80, 81, I can see already that this game has been improved pretty drastically. I'm hoping for at least an 85. And honestly, when I get to this point in the draft, I I'm just looking for rock solid 8 to 8.5 and above. And to me, I think the Division 2 fits that bill. Hmm. I, could I will not, say this. I could not possibly care less about this game. You're not going to play it? No, I don't think so. You played a ton of the first one. I did. That's which is probably why, why you don't to. want to play the second. It looks so similar that I'm still sort of sick of it. I, I think it will not sell as well as the first one. Mm. I think a lot of people will be turned off from the first game and not buy the second one. But I think review-wise, Metacritic-wise, I think it will score better. Uh, but we shall see. Uh, your sixth pick, Matt. My sixth pick. This is the one that I think uh, I, I snagged from you because you were too afraid to pick it. And it is uh, Pokemon Gen 8. Ding, for the ding, Switch. ding. Yep, absolutely. Um, I mean, you actually, there's a game later on, too, where you were braver than I was. Yeah. We'll I mean, to. I look, like the keys to victory for me have always been Nintendo exclusives. Yeah. Um, <laughs> uh, and this is sort of my Super Mario Odyssey pick this year, yeah. where I am like 98% sure this is coming out this year. Um, they've talked about You're, it too that's much. That's a little higher of a percentage than I would they, go They've for. talked about it too much. They've basically said in response to questions about Let's Go last year that Gen 8's coming in 2019, so just chill out. Yeah, I mean, they um, have officially said it's coming this year. I believe this is their big tent pole for the fall, and uh, I don't see why it wouldn't be after Let's Go did so well anyway, and this is going to be a full-fledged new generation, and we'll see what it looks like. Um, I'm, I'm sure we'll see see it uh, pop up in the direct coming up around E3 time. Or Did you see the fake screenshots making the rounds? Where they kind of took Breath of the Wild and paste. I mean, that's gorgeous. I'd love it to look. I don't think it's going to look like that. but like It's possible. Look, and also, like remember, this is the year of Pokemon because Detective Pikachu is going to burn the box office to the ground. <laughs> like that, game, that movie is going to be so huge. It is, yeah. And look, if they decided to take Gen 8 in the wake of that movie and kind of make it more of a living Pokemon world, and the kind of, not, not as photo real as what we see in Detective Pikachu, yeah. obviously. But like, if they kind of went that direction and deliver on that in the wake of Detective Pikachu being a hit in the summer and then coming out on video right around the same time as this game would be theoretically launching, that's called synergy, boys and girls. I mean, and, let, let's just be yeah. honest. If the game comes out, you just got a nine or higher with your Probably. Pick. I mean, uh, that's the bottom line. Unless they do something crazy. Which, then it gets a ten. Yeah, like, who knows? <laughs> Who's going to have the balls to lowball Pokemon? Well, you had the balls you know? to pick that. I did but, not. Yeah. I, because if I, I did, I would have picked it like second or third. I believe Gen 8 is this year. I have no no question. If it's not, then we there's a whole bunch of crazy shit in Nintendo's back pocket we don't know about. There probably is anyway, because the, the, the release schedule is so sparse. For I mean, there's probably anyway for everyone, because we don't know anything about the second half yeah. of the year, really. Um, but I think Pokemon is coming. I think if we had a trailer for the game... I probably would have picked it. But I'm, with no media whatsoever, at least with Animal Crossing, I had that teaser trailer that said 2019 on it. Yeah, I, I mean, yeah, but like, here's the thing. Like, if you're launching Let's Go when you are, you don't want to distract anybody by putting a trailer yeah, out of another Yeah, I mean, I understand game. why. Yeah. Um, you want to let that, you want to let Let's Go sell and have its legs up through the, the end of the fiscal year, and then it's time to start talking about your Pokemon Gen 8. Yeah. But I think it is. I think I think it's this year, and I think it's going to blow everybody out the back wall of the theater if they're if they're a Pokemon fan. If it comes out, this will be the pick of the draft, in my opinion. I think it will be. 
You always do this with Nintendo. I don't know why you trust them so much more than I do, but it always works out for you. Because there's just a point where you look at what they're doing and how they're doing it, and you're like, if they don't have this here, they they're, die. They're like in they, trouble. Yeah. Not that they die in the sense they go out of business, but it's just like if, if you really don't, bad corner. If you don't have this here, what's your play? And yeah. there isn't you, there isn't one. And it's this exact same reason I picked Super Mario Odyssey was because if that didn't come out that fall. They literally had nothing. They were yeah. they were riding on the idea that people in the holiday season would just. You were basically selling the Switch to people who hadn't bought it at launch for Zelda, who still wanted it for Zelda, but just hadn't bought it in the last six months, and that doesn't make any damn sense. Yeah. Like so, there's got to be something there. Well, here in the next couple of days, we're going to see about that 20 million figure. We'll yeah. Get, we'll get December yeah. MPDs here in a couple of days. Well, they still got a couple of months. Yeah, but um, I mean. We'll know whether they're going to make it or not. Yeah, I mean, first quarter is not a huge yeah. bump. Especially it's, for Nintendo. You're going to be able to extrapolate, basically. Yeah. Yeah. You'll be able to figure it out. So. Um, but yeah, I think uh, Pokemon is their tentpole unless they got some... Because I sure as hell wasn't picking Metroid. Yeah. Because um, that I don't think is this year. Metroid Prime 4 was always lingering in the back of my mind during this draft, but I, I couldn't do it. I have pretty much completely discounted that. Yeah. I don't, I don't think that's this year. I would love it to be this year. Right. But I don't think it is. I do think... We are going to get a Metroid Prime Trilogy collection for Switch. Uh, for Switch, I do think that will come this year. I mean, that code's already out there. Yeah, I mean, they they did it for. I mean, it came out on the Wii, and they did it digitally on the Wii U. Yeah, just bring it forward. It's easy. Yeah. I I don't I They'll don't just think... call it Metroid Prime Trilogy Deluxe. Yeah, and yeah. I don't th- you know add in maybe I don't know throw in like a little bonus thing, throw Metroid Fusion in there or something. Yeah, but like I think you could do it like you know no problem. Uh, with the the Joy Cons, I think you'd be they'd be accurate. Enough. Oh yeah, they're way they're plenty um, accurate enough. Yeah. And like yeah, just absolutely you know just set the table, set the table for Metroid Prime Four, which would also mean it's probably not coming this year. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> I don't think it's coming this year. You know, I think it might be early 2020, yeah. but I don't think it's this year. Okay. So Pokemon, I'm, I'm throwing I'm throwing my lot in with Pikachu. Could be the pick of the draft. Uh, okay, my next pick, my sixth pick of the draft is. I do not feel good about this one. Doom <laughs> Eternal. I had didn't have that on my list at all, um, but I liked I liked it as a pick. I was like, I, you picked that, and I was like, mm, yeah. That's so a, the la- the Doom the first Doom reboot is so good. It is. It's amazing. It's sit- but it's sitting Metacritic wise around an eight three eight four eight five. Yeah, but I think the the positive response to it is gonna bump the score for this one. Well, no, you're right, though, because... It's so well-regarded The now. funny thing is, like, the general opinion of that Doom reboot is way higher than its Metacritic yeah, score. Yeah, absolutely. It's very weird. I think part of it was the ho-hum multiplayer that they had. Mm-hmm. Um, I think a lot of Doom players look for Doom to be this multiplayer thing that they're going to play for years and years. It wasn't that, but they have brought the multiplayer in-house for this one. They farmed it mm-hmm. out for the first game because they were just trying to get the reboot done. This time they've done it all in-house. And so I'm hoping that that helps the multiplayer a little bit. But in all honesty, like, they could just basically reskin the Doom reboot for, for the campaign, and I'm fine with it. Yeah. It's, it's so basically good. A, it's basically a level pack. Right. It, I'd be okay with that. Yeah. It's so fun, so good, uh, perfectly designed for what type of game it is. Yep. Like I don't, I don't want to be wandering around an open world if the gameplay's like this. Like it's just not; those two things don't match up for me. And so, um, I love the Doom reboot. This one looks just as good, if not better, than that. And so, I figure with my sixth, my sixth round pick, I think it's a, a pretty solid choice. Yeah, I think I think for sure. I think it'll get a higher score than the last one, 
both because they're they're you know taking their time and, and doing the in-house multiplayer, but also because this series this this the last game is so highly regarded. I think its reputation's only improved since it came out. Absolutely, yeah. Um, it got another bump, uh, you know, visible another visible and like kind of like morale morale bump uh, coming out on the Switch, and being kind of held up as the uh, no, right. as one of the tech triumphs of cramming something on that hardware. So it's kind of the one throwback game everyone can agree on. Yeah, that's a good way to and put it. And just yeah. more of the great same is I think it's going to score real well. So yeah, I think this is a good pick. It did not I didn't even I don't know why I didn't notice it or have it on my list, but it wasn't and I, that was the one thing you picked that surprised me and I was like, "Wow, yeah. Yeah, that's a good one." It's also guaranteed to come out this yes, year. Yes, it will too. be out this year. That's that's the other good part of it. Yep. All right, your seventh pick. And uh, as as I said when I picked when we did this part of the pick uh, on through text message, we've hit the Bethesda's because my <laughs> my pick is Rage Two. Yeah, <laughs> so, I was uh, really bummed. This was the game that I waffled with with Doom, mm-hmm. and I ultimately chose Doom over it. Although I don't know if that was the right choice, but I thought even if I did, if I chose Doom and didn't choose Rage, that Rage would make it back. I thought for sure, I thought there was no way in hell you were going to pick Rage nah, Two. Rage Two. And you did. I went back and forth between Rage Two and your next pick, but in the end, I landed on Rage Two. Um, I think this is a solid eighty. I think this game looks easily. freaking awesome. I'm, this is one of my most anticipated Me games too. for the year. Me I, too. I'm real interested. <laughs> I, I think we may be on an island on that one, but I, I feel know. like yeah, I feel like not a lot of people would agree with that, but I'm. I, at the very least, want to see if it's good. Oh, I think I, I played it at E3. I know it's good already. The combat's freaking amazing. My big X factor for this is how do they handle the open world? So yeah, I mentioned, can it sustain? Basically. Yeah, so I mentioned earlier, like, I would not want to play a game like Doom in an open world where mm-hmm. you're meandering around. It's like, I just want that hard-charging, crazy-paced, first-person shooter action. This is a little bit like Doom in the open world. A little bit. Uh, I think it's a little crazy. It's, it's kind of like a Doom meets Bullet Storm. The combat's almost. way more versatile than Doom. Yeah, yeah. But like, and and I, I like this. And... You know, this one trailer where they kind of flew through the open world and showed you like what each like location is yeah. sort of dedicated to and what uh-huh. like the gameplay gimmick is for each area. I think I think it's going to score pretty well. I do think it might bomb, like uh, sales wise, yeah, uh, because it's a Bethesda published title that they did not develop in-house. It's I mean, not called Elder Scrolls. If Bethesda Games in Maryland does not make the game, it doesn't sell well, whether it deserves to or not. It um, does seem that way. Look, I mean, the fact that you can get Prey for as cheap as you can now is criminal. This is an id game, though. It, it is. Id does still carry some cash. Doom in. did well. I mean, yeah, but like... I don't know. I mean, I don't know. I, I'm, I'm just saying Bethesda's publishing it has a history of, of unfortunateness. Um, but I, that doesn't have any bearing on the quality of the games. The quality, you know, the, the some of their games that have not sold well have been some of the best things they've ever made. That's true. Um, but I hope this one is not part of that trend because it looks like there's some. Looks, I mean, it's a weird thing to say about a game that looks like this, but it looks like there's some care and love put into this one. Yeah. Um, especially considering what the last one was and what it felt like, because Rage One felt like a half-finished idea most of the time. And not just because it doesn't end, it stops. Yeah. But, like, uh, I replayed that. When they announced this, I remember I went back and I replayed Rage 1 a little bit, most of it, about half of it. And, like, it's just not quite... It's like a, like the world's kind of there, but it, the gameplay's there. It's not quite... It's not finished. But it's like eating a half raw cookie. It's yeah, like, well, tell. I just need a little more time. No, There's you can tell they there. sent it out before it was done. And I feel yeah. like this, like, kind of is is sort of maybe realizing the what the they promise wanted to do all along. Yeah. 
I think it looks awesome. It is honestly one of the games I am most excited to play. And look, it's a, it's basically a Mad Max it game, is. Yeah. and I'm into that. I like the I like the actual Mad Max game from a couple years ago, right. and that wasn't even very good. So yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you uh, can get that for five bucks during the holiday sales. This this last. Few I hate weeks. to say it, I do think it might struggle to generate sales, but yeah. but I don't care. I think it's gonna <laughs> I really still, don't. I'm gonna I think it's still going to review it, well one way or the other. Yeah, it'll review well. Absolutely. Um, and, and actually, we'll just keep it on go, keep it going with the Bethesdas here. It's right in the middle there. It's like that. It's that Bethesda block. They're also kind of similar. All the games. This was my other pick. If if I hadn't picked Rage Two, this was my this was my other one. And some of you guys may be like, "What the hell is this?" My next pick is Wolfenstein Young Blood. Mm-hmm. Now, a lot of people may not even remember that this was announced. Yeah, this was a real quick hit from their E3 presentation. Yep, absolutely. It uh, stars BJ's. Twin daughters. Yeah. In the uh, 1980s. In the 80s, yeah. yeah. So it's kind of a different time period, different aesthetic. Yeah. Um, Moving forward with kind of the, you know, because, well, you know, uh, the new, was it, what was the last, the last one? It was that New Colossus? Yeah. Yes. Yeah, so that, it, it doesn't fully wrap up the idea of the Nazi-controlled Western Hemisphere thing. Like there's, yeah. there's still more story to tell of this alternate history planet. The other thing, too, is that that game's Metacritic average is an 88. Yeah. The Wolfenstein, New Colossus. Yep. And uh, I was, so I'm like, we get to this part of the draft. I mean, you're just like, okay, where can I find an 8 or an 8.5? Mm-hmm. And uh, I, I came across this game, and I, I had come kind of forgotten about it. And then I was like, well, there's no way it's coming out in 20... Oh, no, it absolutely is coming out in 2019. And then I checked the score for New Colossus, and I was like, oh, sold. I'm like, seventh round pick? Mm-hmm. I'll take that every single time. My only, so. my only, the thing that put Rage 2 over the top for, for this, for me, was um, I couldn't find anything solid on when this is supposed to come out. There is not a hard And list. I feel like it's There's probably not. this year, but... Bethesda really doesn't miss dates. I mean, not normal, usually, no. I mean, usually it announces something, and it's available like 60 days later, so... And the timing would be right. Yep. Considering when the last Wolfenstein was yep. out. Yep. Uh, I, I don't know. I did a lot of investigating. And, and again, like I said, I know I've taken some slight risks in this draft, which is why my alternates are very, very safe picks. So if this does fall out, hopefully um, I'll have at least one or two games sitting in the wings mm-hmm. to take its place. But I think I'm going to be okay. Bethesda typically does not delay games once it says they're going to come out. So we'll see. But uh, yeah, Wolfenstein Youngblood is my seventh round pick. So, what's your eighth pick? We're, we're coming down the home yep. stretch here. My eighth pick is uh, returning to another game that screwed me last year, <laughs> Dreams. Second time around. It has to come out now, right? I'll they, tell they you, get a man. beta. I'll tell you, man. I, I know, and I know there's a beta starting in like a week. I still don't know. I don't know. It's such an ambitious game. It's like... And it doesn't even help if like the people I know at Media Molecule are like, I yeah, because they said that last year. I know, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Like, we know somebody who works there. And so we get some intel on on this game, but I think it's got. I mean, they they did the big thirty minute demo at E three last year. Like, it was it's so complete. It's yeah. so it looks so done. Even like eight months ago. I mean, it's scheduled to come out in the first quarter, right? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah. it's hard to imagine it being delayed nine months. No, I, I think I think it's already been delayed the, like three times. But the big question. I mean, so that's kind of the running gag about this game. But like, the big question for me is like, how in the world does this thing review? And like so, th- so like, I feel like it's gonna f- be a pretty good first impression. It's gonna be a very impressive tool. Whether it capitalizes on that moving forward is kind of a question. But like, I think it's gonna review well. 
Well, I'll say this. I went back and started looking, because I was obviously eyeing this game as well. And uh, Little Big Planet 3's Metacritic is like 72. Yeah, but they didn't make it. I know. That wasn't Meter Molecule. I know. I'm just wondering, though, if the if there was fatigue there. But no. if that's it, the case, it I, doesn't matter because it's been a long time. Right, so. but also I don't think that's particularly relevant here because this thing is so robust compared to... I mean, this this is nothing. Like, Little Big Planet is nothing to this game in, in terms of, like, what you're... And, like, there's a full robust campaign because, like, one of the problems I had with Little Big Planet was, like, the kind of... The, it was always sort of this clunky, like, cobbled-together platformy yeah, thing. Yeah. But this game, I mean, the, the campaign is like three tier, three different stories being told in completely different styles, completely different gameplay. Um, that kind of like they kind of like magical realism blend together and play. I mean, it's it's like nothing. I mean, it's it reminded me of playing something as as weirdly fluid as like the storytelling in like Kentucky Route Zero. There's yeah. a freaking game that needs to get finished at some yeah, point. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, that game is was it six years old this month? I know. First one came out. Yeah. Like, Anyway, um, <laughs> it was just sort of that thing of it was like, wow, like this is like nothing really I've played, and like maybe individual elements of it I've played in other things, but it's like if, if there's a whole campaign there that just like bounces between these three art styles, these three gameplay styles, and these three storytelling ideas, like that alone could like capture some some serious review scores. Yeah. And then on top of that, you got this like, you know. I mean, look, the first Little Big Planet scored like a ninety-three. Yeah, and the idea of this game seems to <laughs> so, be like. The idea of this game seems to be like, you know, there's a huge amount of creation tools happening, but like you don't even have to be good at all the creation tools. Like yeah. the music maker is so robust that if all you want to do is make music and put it out there for people to use for their own games who aren't good at making music, you can do that and that would be like a full-time gameplay thing. Well, there's also do. like a, the whole game is built with like a copy and paste aesthetic with yeah. something everybody can understand. And you can like get models and things people make from, yep. you know, the online thing and bring those in and use them as you see fit. Like... The the scope of it is really hard to get your head around until you sit down and touch it. Yeah. Um, and I think I think reviewers are going to see the potential and they're gonna they're gonna score it accordingly. Uh, if I it's not broken, it's gonna score really much. high. Yeah. <laughs> um, no doubt about it. So yeah, I don't have a lot of doubts about this one outside of does it come out? Yeah. <laughs> And I think it will. And I think, I think it, it is. will. Yeah, it is. I think you're yeah, good. It is. And eighth if for an eighth pick, it's, I think that's yeah, a it's, really it's, really good. It's pick. fine. It's fine. It's fine. Everything's fine. Everything's fine. Everything's fine. It's fine. It's all fine. <laughs> all right. My next pick. Uh, this, to me, is my best pick in the draft. This is the one where I was like, okay, I'm, I'm on it. <laughs> yeah. I, I was sad you got this one, I think. Uh, although I think. It, it, <laughs> it matches my, my pick. Pretty well. Like it was interesting how a lot of the picture mirrors. They were kind this. of a little this, bit. This is a similar aesthetic to yep. what you're seeing in dreams. So my eighth pick is Ori and the Will of the Wisp. I when I discovered first of all that I had kind of forgotten that this game was coming out this year. When I discovered it was coming out this year, I was like, oh my gosh, I have a freaking winner because the first Ori got an eight point eight or an eight point mm-hmm. nine. Um, I can't imagine this studio is going to make a worse game with the second one. And to get something that has the potential of getting a nine with the eighth round pick, I think that's that's great value to me. Mm-hmm. Um, I was a little upset at myself that I hadn't thought about it before because when I was in that middle zone where all those shooters are, the Division, Doom, and Wolfenstein, I sh- Ori should have been my number five pick probably. 
And I'm lucky that you didn't pick up on it and draft it before then. I had it on, on my list. I did but not. I, like, I just kind of stumbled across it. I don't know if this is going to make it by the end of the year. It's, I, I, it doesn't have a release date. It, it, it's not talked about much. It is the right time. Like, it's, it's enough distance from Ori and the definitive edition of Ori. Four years. Yeah, it's, a, it's the right time. <laughs> Four years. But, but, again, Crackdown was announced... Crackdown 3 was announced <laughs> three years before this game. You're right. Or, or yeah. before... The, yeah, it's... Um, or before the first one. Um, I mean, they have said... The developers have said it's coming out this year. Yeah, but... But, I mean, they could, it could slip. But I, I'm pretty confident. And in fact, I think it'll be out before. It would, it would like have been July. one of my next picks if you didn't pick it. Yeah. But I didn't There's put some it. Risk. I didn't put it higher because you know, I just, I just don't know. I mean, I hope it does because I really like the first one. I would like to play this game this year. Yeah. But we'll see. It, I'm it, pretty it, confident. It I don't feel not, that nervous it, about it. It did not meet my. After already doing the Metro Exodus thing uh, in terms of score, and uh, my bet on Pokemon. Um, mm, I'm actually more nervous about a, about a Animal Crossing Switch than I am about this. It, it has to come out, dude. It's an indie game that's been in development for four years. And look, we have Below that we can always hold up and say, oh, there have been yeah, longer. It's another Microsoft-involved thing. It's true. But, I mean, the first Ori, if I remember correctly, took two and a half years yeah, to make. Yeah, you would think like, that you wouldn't have to go back to formula with this one no, very much. It, you know, but it, you'd say the same thing about Crackdown 3. Right. And I know that that doesn't. Yeah, these are unrelated things to them for the most part. Are they I, unrelated? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know about that either. It just it just wasn't. I, I I like it as a pick, but I just wasn't confident about it. Okay. So I, just, I feel good I, about it. I, 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 if it does come out, I think you're right. That is a that is a crazy high scoring uh, late game pick. No question. We'll see. And again, you'll see my alternates play it very safe. All right, Matt. What's your next to last your penultimate pick in the draft? Uh. Still, still playing the uh, the Nintendo Faith game with uh, Fire Emblem Three Houses. Um, maybe this is a little bit of wishful thinking in the sense that I really want to play this game this right. year. <laughs> um, but I think I again I'm kind of in that space where I'm just like Nintendo needs this stuff. Nintendo yeah. needs this to come out in a timely manner to, to kind of prop up their various quarters this year. And this is supposed to be Q1, Q2. Um, I think we'll see it. I mean, everything says it's coming in 2019. Yeah, I think we'll everything. see it, and I think it's going to be great. So, so the last console... Fire and I love the Dragon Force stuff in this thing. Yeah. Like, I mean, Dragon Force being a Sega Saturn game where you commanded... You had, you had your main characters, your, your named characters commanded armies of, uh, of like 100 sprite you know, generic soldiers, and you'd send them in, like, charging each other, and, like, there's an element of that to this game, and I love that to death, and I think the fact, I think that's the exact shake-up this series needs to make sure it doesn't get, like, kind of those stale scores, yeah. that where, like, people would be like, well, they, they finally brought Fire Emblem to Switch, but it's just Fire Emblem, you know, right. I, but I think this is gonna, this will boost it above that. Now, the last Fire Emblem for consoles, not counting Tokyo Mirage Sessions, uh, I think it was for the Wii, it got like a 6.8, 6.9. Well, that, they were not great. And yeah. also, they looked like shit. They did. The, the Wii and... This game looks a little rough around the edge This game the is times. a little rough looking, but it's a Switch game, so, yeah. you know, <laughs> sit down. Yeah. Um, <laughs> you know, I mean, unless you're doing like a really stylized art style, like with Like the, the gameplay, like the stuff we're looking at now, it looks yeah. a little... Yeah, but it's a turn-based strategy game. Yeah. That's what, what, what you got. Um, and it looks it looks okay for for the series in general. Yeah, um, I'm really excited for this game. So, uh, yeah, I, mean, I love I mean, Fire Emblem. So I'm on it, and I hope it comes out. Uh, you know, 
before the first half of the year. The indication I will say this seems too. to be. I will say this too. I pulled this tactic in a draft a couple years ago, and it paid off handsomely for me. Remember, I picked a Fire Emblem. I think it was a handheld yeah. Fire Emblem game at the, at the end yeah, of the draft. Yeah, I think it was Awakening. Yeah. And I'm like, it, yeah, that it was ended up a doing high very, very well. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so that strategy has worked in the past, and I could absolutely see it working once again. So here's another sly little pick from me. I kept seeing this pop up as I was doing my research, and I just never put it on my list, but I was surprised you went for it. And That's... because I don't play these games right. at all. Right. Um, my next to last pick in the draft is Total War Three Kingdoms. I have no interest in Total War Three <laughs> Kingdoms whatsoever. And again, with the mirror shit, strategy games... Three in the time. You're right. You're right. Yep, absolutely. I will never play this game. All I know is that every RTS that Creative Assembly has ever made has scored at least an 8.6. Every one of them. Mm. I went, kept going back, back, back. At least 8.6. A lot of times, close to a 9. Um, and... People love their Total War. That's all I needed to see for my ninth pick. Literally, I was like, oh, this pick's going to take forever. And as soon as I saw those three scores, I was like, no, it's not. I'm like, I will take that at nine every time. An 8.6 at the nine slot. If I think that that's a pretty good bet, I'm going to do it. And I do think it's a good bet for this game. Uh, not just the, to like, all their games have been scoring 8.6 or higher. Like, all the Warhammer stuff that they're doing, everything. It's all been scoring 8.6 or higher, so... I'm pretty confident that that's at least an 8 at, at pick number 9, which is really all you can hope for. Mm. When you get to nine, seven, eight, nine, ten, you're just kind of... I mean, last year I had the crew, too, that got, got me like a 6.5. So um, when you get to these picks and you really are confident that you think you can get at least an 8 out of them, you kind of got to jump at it, and that was the case for me with Total War Three Kingdoms. All right, Matt, so here is your last... Regular official pick. This could be your last pick. If all your games come out, this could be your last game. So what is your 10th pick, Matt? Star Wars Jedi Fallen Order. And this was the game I was talking about earlier where, like, it's a risk that you take that could pay gigantic dividends. Yeah. Our most anticipated game of 2019 on Sifted, by the way. So he just got that well, with yours. his... Right. Well, our official right. Most anticipated list. It was number one. Uh, you, that, you did that video? Yeah. 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 And you got it with the 10th pick. I mm -hmm. was petrified to pick this because I have been burned by EA in the past yeah. in this. I mean, I left it for last in large part because you can't trust it. But it's Respawn. They're, Always they're dependable. Picks. They're yep. both in terms of re review scores and getting stuff out in a timely manner. Yep. Uh, EA's got to release a freaking Star Wars game this it year. Does, and, yep. and it can't be another Battlefront you know, permutation. Yep. Um, you know, and they, they started setting it up last E3. Uh, I, mean, I mean, I know they didn't go to E3. It was their own little thing. Right. But they started setting it up then. They gave us a title drop. Um, and the timing would work out about right. Uh, and, of course, what else is EA putting out at this point? I mean, yeah. they're, Other they're, than sports you games. Know, they're putting, I mean, so my guess is you're going to get their big games this year. You're going to put Anthem out at the beginning of the year. You're going to put up Star Wars at the end of the year and fill the rest of it with sports stuff. Yeah. Um, so the that, reason we're showing you the Force Unleashed is because no footage. There's exists. no footage, and the game so far has been compared to Force yeah. Unleashed. The, the, I believe the exact wording was Force Unleashed, but not terrible. But not crappy. Yeah. yeah like, <laughs> um, which which makes it not very much like Force Unleashed. Right. When you think about it. <laughs> um, but it sounds like it's pretty much like a third person action something. Yep. Uh, of that note, which is great. Yeah. Awesome. Total. I um, am down. So this is sort of my hail mary. 
on this one. Uh, I just. I, I just, mean, this could be the pick of the draft. Maybe. If it comes out this year. If it comes out, yeah. Yeah. And, like, look, I mean, I got no doubts when this thing comes out if it's Respawn being allowed to be themselves and do. Re- I mean, Respawn, you know, low key made one of maybe the best first person shooter campaigns of all time. Absolutely. In Titanfall 2. Yeah. And no one fucking noticed. Yeah, I know. So, like. You know what? I still, though, I'll say this. I'll still randomly get direct messages on Sifted, or I'll get tweeted at, or a DM on Twitter from people that will say, you know what, I just got Titanfall 2 for 10 bucks mm-hmm. and played the campaign, and holy crap, yeah. were you guys right. Still. Like, yeah. I just got one like a week and a half ago. These, like, guys, these guys at Respawn still can make a campaign that feels like like that when it was first turning over from kind of the the maze based first person shooter campaigns to the cinematic first person shooter campaigns but they hadn't quite become the streamlined cookie cutters they ended up being after Call of Duty 4 blew up yeah like Respawn can because they have all the people that invented that they form did. of the yeah. so they I mean, but Vince they can, invented it yeah they can still do that thing you know the, the way you know Medal of Honor Allied Assault felt yeah yeah where you've got the cinema but you still feel like you're playing and and there's the twists and the narrative stuff works and it's still being made by people you can tell it's still made by people that were blown away and took lessons from Half Life One yeah you know let's not forget too that Stig Asmussen. Is right. the director of this. Right. Stig was the shepherd of the God of War franchise for like eight years. Yeah. So the, the pedigree is through the roof. Yeah, it's they, it, they've lined up the perfect. If it does come out, yeah. It's gonna be it'll it'll be great. It could win the league for you. I hate to admit it, but that's true. And I'm I mean, if they don't put out a major Star Wars game this year, I don't know what EA's even doing with that license. I don't either. Like, it's really crazy. Like, if I were Lucasfilm, I'd be like, what did we do? Yeah. And, get, and you don't want to start over with that. You don't want to have to rebuild that pipeline. You don't have to, have to rebuild no, that all relationship. Those relationships. It's, and... it's such a, you know, it takes years. It literally takes years. But I'll tell you this, Disney may already be trying to. They, I, they should be making so much more money. Right. Off well, they're of, figuring uh, out right now, okay, who are we going to deal with next? Yeah. They know they have the contract, and once that con- I'm sure they're already starting to negotiate oh, absolutely. and they're, figuring out who else. They're three years out from renewing or, or switching contracts. They should have went with like Ubisoft. Ubisoft would be my pick. Uh, Imagine Ubisoft making Star Wars games. That may not have been the, the most obvious pick in 2012 when the sale happened. Yeah. Um, but like... I don't know. I mean, you could see it coming yeah. to some degree. But EA and their profile and their budget and their their resources, I can see why you would think, what's the video game publisher equivalent of, you know, of like ESPN. us? ESPN? <laughs> or, or, no, or no, no, I mean of like... But uh, I mean, that is Disney. ESPN, yeah, ESPN is that. Is a- <laughs> what, I mean is, what I mean is like if you're looking for someone who can make stuff on the scope and scale of what Star Wars needs to be, I can understand from a corporate perspective if you saw EA and decided that was your pick, yeah, I, especially if you didn't want to deal with that. I can see people who don't really know what they're doing, but kind of do. No, I do. think there's some of that to that. No, I think that's definitely true. You think EA. Because look, it's either, EA, Madden, they... it's either EA or Activision, and you probably don't want to work with Activision because nobody wants to work with Activision, uh, which as we saw this week. <laughs> we saw this week. Um, yeah. So I don't fault them really for picking EA, but like it sure has turned out the way one of us could have told you it might turn out. I yeah. guess um, just the fact that you know what we're coming up on. This is the sixth year of their ten-year contract, and they've got two games out, That's and they're insane. both the same game. That's insane. So yeah, I feel like you got to put something out this year just to save some kind of face. 
And uh, yeah, I hate to admit it. I think that game's gonna win the league for you. And I, so I, th- I think it. So I think it's coming. I think my fa- my reasoning was faulty. And I, maybe, I, should have I mean, look, it might be Q1 2020. Yeah, because that's still fiscal year. Right, but that so won't count for this. Slip. It won't count for this. <laughs> so I'm saying it's not a rock solid pick because it could slip to that Q1 and still count and it for the fiscal matter year. To them, yeah. But you sure it sure. Which would, is why it sure I would, got burned last time. But it sure would be nice to have that game out in time because, for episode nine in December, wouldn't it? Yeah, because that's exactly what happened to me. They basically shoved it into. Yeah. The, it's still their same financial year. But it right. screwed me in the draft. And so. let's not forget that the last time when Battlefront 1 sold as well as it did, it was because it was riding on the back of, of the, the hype of Force Awakens. Yep. And now um, Episode Nine's closing that trilogy out, and the hype's going to be there for that. It's back in December. Is Des- that coming in December? Yeah, it's just December. Oh, I didn't even know that. That's exciting. Um, so they're closing the trilogy out. and uh, Oh, they have to have a Star Wars game. And so you have, have another game out that's going to kind of it's capitalize on that? No it's question. But you see, that's where your knowledge and experience with the star wars ip you were rewarded for that with Mm. this because if i had what you just told me if i had somebody sitting there with me during draft telling me that i would have drafted it like second yeah but i just don't know my star wars like you do i'm surprised you waited that long to draft it because i knew you would never uh you just knew i was not gonna draft it it. yeah because i got burned by rightly so but see that's part of it though it's knowing your opponent what their tendencies are. You know, my tendency was going to be stay away from that. Mm-hmm. And it paid off. You got maybe the highest scoring game of the year. With Which the is ironic pick. because you picked it as the most anticipated game. I know. Game. Well, I am. If it does come out this year, I'm not, oh, I'm, there's yeah. nothing I'm more excited for. So we'll see. All right. And I finish off the draft with my 10th pick. And it's not a very exciting or sexy pick, but I do think it's safe. And it is dependable. And it is dependable. And that is Far Cry New Dawn, which comes out in like a month. Yeah. That comes out February 15th. Yeah. That's crazy. Right there. I feel like we just finished the last Far Cry. Well, it's almost exactly a year since Far Cry 5. I right? was kind of shocked to go back and look at the Metacritic for Far Cry 5, and it was like an 8.1. Yeah, it didn't score too well. No, not at all. I mean, I enjoyed it way more than an 8.1 level game. I don't know if I did. I liked it. I did. It, I definitely I, did. I thought the story was... I mean, the story finally kind of crossed the line and is stupid for me. Yeah, it was disappointing. Um, but I feel like they're kind of... You know, a lot of times these spin-off games that they do a year later for Far Cry are sort of responses in some ways to the criticism of the of no, the right. game and um like Primal like Primal yeah and uh, Primal yeah, was my probably my favorite like it's up there Far Cry from the la- of the last like 3 or 4 entries and so like they and I I not I don't mean in the sense that their responses to fan criticism I mean their responses in the sense that they know what the, ga- the first you know they know what the numbered game is going to be so the team making the spin-off game are like, okay, let's just go crazy. Yeah. In a, in a direction that, like, this, the number game isn't. Yeah, yeah. And so I'm hoping that this one kind of... Because it's interesting that this one's sticking with the storyline of the numbered game, which they've and never done And it's not numbered. Before. I know. Yeah. It's really weird. It's a sequel to... Far Cry you know, 5. Yeah, you know, 20 years later after the end of Far Cry 5, and they're exploring what this world has become in the aftermath of what happened at the end of that game. Yeah. And... That is probably the most interesting direction they could have taken it. I'd agree. So yeah, yeah I, this, I think this is going to be a solid score. It's a safe eight. Yeah. At, at the ten, at the ten slot. I don't see it scoring below for. five. Yeah. I don't see it scoring below five because because it, it looks <laughs> Thanks, so crazy. Matt. 
No, I mean <laughs> before, below Far Cry oh, 5. Oh, below Far Cry 5. I thought you meant like a 5 Metacritic. No. I was like, thanks, pal. I feel like it's not going to... I think it's going <laughs> to score better than Far Cry 5 did. Because well, it's just going a little crazier and a little weirder. If I get an that's 8 always a good thing. with you my 10th pick. You can pick. pet a warthog. I mean, who can, who can give you... Who can go sub 8 when you can pet a warthog? <laughs> if I get an 8 out of my 10th pick, I am 100% okay with that. I'm totally fine with it. So... There you go. There are Matt and I's base teams for this year. Now, we've never had a year where no games were delayed. Even yeah. last year, I ended up having to use one of my alternates. Um, I used to, I had to pull in a way out. Yeah. Um, so, chances <laughs> are, one of these 20 games is going to be delayed out of the calendar year, and we're going to have to fall back on I our alternates. I feel like alternates. these are all pretty solid picks, though. Well, I believe we've gotten very conservative over the year. Yeah. I know I have. Like, from, my, from the first couple years, I am crazy conservative. I am, like, right wing all the way on my fantasy draft now. I am crazy conservative with this. and because you Built a wall around your team. Huh? Exactly. Because it's like, if you get a zero, you're done. It yeah. just You're done. So I would rather pick a game that I think is going to get like a six than a but game that, that I think... that you know is coming out. That I know is coming yeah. out. Then pick a game that I think may get a nine. Like, we all could have chosen The Last of Us Part Two. We yeah. could have chosen Death Stranding. We could Ghost have chosen Tsushima. Ghost of Tsushima. We could have picked all of Sony's lineup. And look, basically. I think a lot of people who maybe haven't watched our, us do one of these drafts before, probably the folks on YouTube who are going to watch this, are going to be like, why aren't they picking The Last of Us? Why aren't they? But that's why. Because I haven't seen risk... anybody say that in the chat. Well, no, they're, they're, are, there are sifters. Like, mm. the people on YouTube aren't unsifted. They haven't watched every draft. Oh, the peanut gallery. You mean. Yeah, I mean, the people on YouTube, they're only tangentially kind of dialed into what we're doing here on Sifted. And I think they'll be sitting watching this saying, what, what are they doing? Why isn't Last of Us already picked? Why isn't Death Stranding already picked? I did picked? almost pick uh, Ghost of Tsushima. Yeah. Just as kind of a, a, a helmet. But then I, I picked... That I was the last of the three I would have picked. I just went to a Star Wars. Yeah. I would pick it because I talked to the Sucker Punch guys long enough at E3 that I feel like that game is further along than we think it is. I, I believe that. I just think that there's, there's not even a hint of a release date for that game yet. There's not a hint of any release date for any of them. Yeah, I thought The Last of Us Part Two. there was kind of some no. rumors flying around. I mean, that. there's rumors for all of them, but the, yeah. in terms of anything that I could count on, Concrete. not at all. Yep. Like, there's no, there is no, outside of like rumors and whoever you want to believe about whatever rumor, there is no reason to believe any of those games are coming this year. Not yet. But I would not be surprised if all of them came All of them this could year. come this year, absolutely. Yeah. It, it totally could. Or none of them, or two, or yeah, one. Yeah, there's like, any combination of what's, but I just, there was no way to pin any of it down, and I just decided not to do it. Okay, so it's time to go to our alternates. So how the alternates work is we both pick two, and the order matters. So if, say, one of Matt's games gets delayed out of the year, the first game that would slide up to replace that game that got delayed is his first alternate. And then his second would follow if he has a second game delayed up out of the year. Mm -hmm. So the order matters. Matt, what is your first alternate pick? My first alternate pick is Team Sonic Racing. That's a good pick. Which is coming. It's coming out. Well, it was supposed to come out last year, yeah, and it was delayed out of the year. So anytime a game is delayed from a solid release date into next year, it always comes out the next year. Mm -hmm. I think. Unless you're, I can't Microsoft think of any published. cases where that's not happened. Crackdown. Crackdown three. Yeah. yeah, that's the anomaly for everything. Crackdown below. <laughs> Crackdown is also like Fable the Heroes, only game like, that was like delayed and then drastically changed. If you were an Xbox like, One exclusive, you were basically in limbo for yeah. about five years. Yeah. 
Um, but this one, I think, is going to be a solid 7-ish. First one had scored really high. Yeah. People um, loved it. And it transformed everybody. That's still considered one of the best kart racers of all time. Yep. And I couldn't pick Crash Team Racing because that's a remake. Right. So uh, I went with this one. Okay. Um, my first alternate... It'll be better than the movie. <laughs> I promise. I guarantee you oh, that. Oh, boy. <laughs> My first alternate, and I got really, as I've been saying throughout the draft, I've been really conservative with my alternates because I have a couple games that... I, I literally think... refuse to have this game on my team. Yeah. I was like, I'm not picking this. He can have it. He so can just go. My first alternate is Days Gone. Um, I think it was like 19 in our most anticipated. Uh, a game that has, has screwed you in the past. It has. I picked it, and it was delayed. But this goes back to what I was just saying about once a game's delayed in one year, mm. and its release date is like March 26th or something. Uh, I think it's April or it's April, now. April 27th. April and there are still rumors that it might slip again. No. But it's, but it's going to be this year. No. It took two delays for me to get screwed by this game. That's true. It yeah. was delayed twice. Because it, it was supposed to be early that year. Right. Originally. And then it got pushed to the yeah. end of the year, and then... Out of the year. But I, I remember when you picked it, I said, I don't think that game's coming out. You I did. Think, I think it, you absolutely did, yeah. Because we hadn't seen anything about what it was. That's like I said. In, in the early years of this, I was just like throwing caution to the yeah. wind. I was like, I think this game's going to score high. I'm going to put it on my now team. Now we've at least seen a lot of the game. We've seen how the gameplay loop works. We've seen, you know, there's been like the Game Informer blowout. Like, yeah. Clearly, it's it's pretty much done, and they've just been polishing. I, I mean, I Which saw is it, exactly what it needs. I saw it played in front of me. You know, I saw somebody play it for like half an hour back back behind closed doors. It's I mean, not as a demo, but somebody was just playing it. One of the things I watched him for a while. It's a game. I just it's think, there. It's it's fine. I just think Sony has got to a place that it's not going to release a first party game that's going to score less than a seven. They certainly prefer not to. Yeah. I just don't see it happening. I just. I think that's why it's been delayed because Sony was like, "No, bro, we're not going to release this has a be better first party yeah. game that's going to score a six or whatever." So, um, you know, that to me, that Sony first party stamp means a lot now. I mean, if you look at its first party output, it doesn't release junk. No, it you're just right. Doesn't. But I feel like you might have a. It sunk... means more than a Nintendo Seal of Quality does. You, you might have a sunk. Well, this Nintendo Seal of Quality was always nonsense. <laughs> um, the, but this is like more of a. I think you're hitting kind of a sunk cost problem with this game yeah. at this point. Like they have to put it out, whether do, it's, yeah. whether it's mediocre or not. Like they've just put That's too true. much time and money into it. Um, I just think it looks so boring. <laughs> It like, does it look just, a bit boring. It's like I don't know if this is gonna. I mean, this I, is I, also a game that looks like an old game. Yeah. If I <laughs> if I were Sony marketing, I'd be like, God, what do I do with this? Yeah. Like, like you got to make this look exciting and in, in commercials to catch the attention of drunken football fans, and like as you advertise it during the Super Bowl. Just keep showing just the like, hordes of zombies. Hordes of zombies. People just getting knocked them. off bikes yeah. by their fucking trap thing yeah. here. Yeah. Like, I mean, you can do it, but like. It, it just, I mean, watching it be played is so, it's, I don't know any other way to say it except it looks like it took all the pieces of popular video games of the last five years and made a game out of it. Yeah. And I don't, there's no, there's no core, there's no verve to it. No, there's I no hear. like, like you look at God of War and you're like, oh, I get it. What's you, its it, USP? What's its unique selling proposition? Right. It has none. You, yeah, you look at Last of Us Two and you're like, oh, I see. Like it's like yeah. this is a character-driven thing and there's like crazy violence in the in the combat and like the, I mean they didn't even show clickers really. In yeah. the, you don't even need that. You don't yeah. need the zombie apocalypse. It's it's man versus man. You know, the humanity versus humanity. Um, this just looks like somebody wanted to make a Walking Dead game and couldn't get the license. You know. <laughs> Like, and I, I still just, think it'll score a seven or better, and I know it's I coming probably. out this year. 
And so again, I was very, very conservative with my alternates. I wanted to make sure that they're going to be a decent game that was definitely coming out. So I think I accomplished that with this pick. Yeah, it will definitely come out and not score a five. Yeah, probably. yeah, like, yeah <laughs> there you go. It's 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 a very dependable mission accomplished. It, it's a contact hitter, basically. <laughs> Pretty much, that's, that's a good way to put it. <laughs> it's like the Tony Gwynn of video games. He's not going to strike out. <laughs> I can't believe I just pulled out Tony Gwynn. Uh, okay, for so for your last pick, your last alternate. Your last pick of the Sifted picks. 2019 SFL draft is... Little sentimental, little confident, Ace Combat 7. Yeah. Well, look, you, you named it... Which is it. definitely coming out. You named <laughs> In like nine days. So, you also, no, seven days. It's like next Friday. That's your runner-up for most anticipated game? or your No, it's your most My anticipated game. My most anticipated game. game yeah, you I, had to pick it. I think I wrote like... Finally, or I was wondering yeah. when, like whenever you picked it. Cause well, I, was, I don't think it's going to score tremendously. I think it's going to get like a seven-ish yeah. range. I don't mean, it sounds I, about right. Reviewers have never gone crazy over this series. Um, I love it because I love planes and I like kind of the, the cheesy, in the same sense that I enjoy the Kingdom Hearts stories. It's like, oh, it's just pure cheese, like melodrama anime crap. Because that's, what, that's literally, I mean, go back and play Ace Combat 6. That game is nonsense. But it's yeah. so much, f it's fun like the room is fun. You yeah, know? yeah. It's like watching a bad movie that doesn't know it's so bad. Yeah. Um, in fact, if you pre-order it on Xbox One, you get the backwards compatible uh, Ace Combat 6 with it. Um, which is a great, it's a great, that's a great playing game anyway, with an amazing soundtrack and one of the dumbest, most like cringy stories I've ever seen. I still have an and, unopened copy of that that they sent me, and it has like a flight stick and like yeah, everything. That's worth something now. Really? That flight stick? Oh yeah. Don't open that. Really? Sell that shit. I'll look, I'll get up when we're done here, but that's, for a while I was going for hundreds and hundreds. Really? Yeah. Shocked to hear that. Because the thing is, you can <laughs> it's been collecting you dust can in use, my closet for like seven. You can years. use that flight stick on PC. Oh, you can. Like it's it's a universal uh, thing. Because it is an it's an Xbox branded flight yeah. stick. Yeah, and it's yeah. a I mean it's a good stick. Yeah, it's a good set. Um, I've never opened it. Yeah, we'll we'll look up what that's worth uh, after the, <laughs> after we're done here because no, don't don't just throw that one out. Um, they are not selling a, a set like that with this one. Okay. Um, I think it's that's overkill because these are super arcadey games. Well, they're also it's going to be playable some of it in VR. So yeah. Do you really need a flight stick when you're in VR? Would be kind of awesome, be cool. I guess. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Maybe you do need one. Um, so yeah, I, I'm not going to lie. I actually have it pre-ordered on both Xbox One and wow. PS, PS4 because I want to play the VR on PS4, but I want to play the higher, the better performance right. on uh, the X. Xbox One. And then eventually I'll probably get it when it's cheap on PC. So I'm a, I'm a big fan of these games. Well, good uh, luck And it's been that. what? It, Ace Combat 6 was what? Was that 11 years ago? Like 20, 2008, 2009? There have been other games since then, but not a numbered one. There's been that terrible Call of Duty one. Oh, right, right. And there was Infinity, which was the games as a service one. Yeah. Free to play. But they, the last, Ace Combat 6 was like 2008. Wow. It's That's been crazy a long to time. think about. Well, good luck with that one. Yeah. Hopefully you don't need it. Hopefully it won't be a thing. Yeah, but, it, but it's just one of those like. It is your second one, so. It'll be, it'll be a Sonic, Sonic score. It'll be have a solid score. And it will exist. And that's all I need <laughs> that's from all we're alternate. That's all I need from alternate number two, <laughs> which, by the way, did not exist. Like, alternate number two last year was Dreams. Yeah. And nope. Yeah. Didn't exist. Right. Yeah. It didn't even come out. All right. So my second alternate pick and the very last pick of the 2019 SFL draft is Yoshi's Crafted World. So. It's a Yoshi game. Mm -hmm. It's coming out for Switch. It's been in development for a long time. It, uh, it has been shown since like the Switch was really first shown off. 
Uh, it's probably the longest in the tooth Switch game. Yeah. Um, really feels like it might have been a Wii U game at some it point. It probably was. Uh, and it, actually, I, I agree with that because if you watch the first trailer for this game and then watch this one, which is the newest one, it looks like a different game. Mm. It looks like it's on a different system, like it's a completely different game. Uh, now, Yoshi games generally score 7 to 7.5. Yoshi's Woolly Worlds Metacritic is a 7.5 right now. Um, I would be okay if this got a 7.5, but I, I think it's going to score higher because it does have kind of a, a unique premise, or at least for a Yoshi game it does. Um, you can like flip the perspective of the world, and like all the puzzles work off of that. You can rotate it to kind of get a different view, or you completely, or you can completely flip perspectives. And I think that puzzle element will work into uh, the game really well. It's Nintendo; they're great at finding little things mm -hmm. like that and making them work across an entire game experience. They should have called it Yoshi's Flipping Island. Absolutely, it was, <laughs> that's a way better title than Crafted World, but alas, it was not meant to be. Uh, so, look, if, if my second alternate ends up getting a 7.5 or whatever, I'm totally cool with that. The game already has a release date, absolutely coming out this year. Again, I played it way safe with my alternates, so I, I feel pretty good about that last pick. Um, so that's it. That's our draft. That's 10 per player and two alternates. Matt, are there any games for you that were kind of on the periphery that you almost picked but didn't? I mean, other than the Sony exclusives that we just don't know one way or the yeah. other on, like, not really. Um, I toyed with the idea of, like, kind of a, 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 a long shot slash joke pick of Cyberpunk, uh, but I just don't believe that's this year. I don't either, yeah. It's, um, that's way too risky, I think, even as an alternate. Yeah, if I was super confident, like, I would, like, pick, like, Star Citizen, just knowing it was gonna, knowing it was never gonna make it. So and yeah. like, so I just because I'd want like an alternate that was like a real killer or something. But we're not, we're not playing that high level. That's like think. that moment when you're watching a YouTube video and like the sunglasses come down. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> if you'd have made the cyberpunk pick, like that's when the sunglasses come down. Deal with so. it. <laughs> uh, there were a couple games that were kind of. Right oh, and I, this is the first time I have not picked NBA 2K. Yeah. That's because this past year it only got like an eight. Yeah, it, it wasn't. I mean, maybe I should have swapped out with. Maybe one of my alternates should have been FIFA. I looked at it. Um, I looked just, at it. Sports games just haven't been scoring like that kind of dependable like eight point eight. Well, also to. too, if you go back and look at last year's draft, one of the comments in under the video was, "Why aren't you guys just picking Madden and FIFA at the end of the draft? You know they're going to get an eight. And I was like, "That's true." So I had it in the back of my mind when we were doing this mm -hmm. draft. But then I went back and actually looked at the scores of those games, and I was like, I think I can do a little better than that with mm. something else. So I decided against it. Uh, I have a few games that were right on the fringe for me that I considered but never ended up drafting. Skull and Bones. Yeah, I looked at that. Was that I'm not convinced that's not coming out. Same. There's no hard release date. Yeah. It's, Ubisoft does delay games. so I'm also like super not confident about that one in terms of reviews in the sense that I wonder if it could get dinged for the fact that it's not just Black Flag the game right? without... Or it could be rewarded, rewarded because it's be. Black Flag the game. But it's like, I just feel like, I feel like there's too big right, I mean, we don't know a ton about it, but I feel like there's a little too much potential for it to be well, we wanted like the, the, the naval combat from Assassin's Creed just get its own spin-off game, but instead you gave us for honor with ships. Yeah. You know? I feel like they might be going in a weird direction. I'll tell it. you exactly why I didn't draft it other than the the uh, nebulous release date is it's being created by Ubisoft Singapore. Yeah. It has no track There's record. No pedigree. Nope. Yeah. And I was like, the game could be a buggy mess, the game could be delayed again, it just wasn't worth messing with it. 
Another game, Marvel Ultimate Alliance 3. Mm-hmm. I almost. But then I went back and looked at the scores for that series, and they're not great. No. And here's the thing. I mean, I did go back and play those games when they came out. You know, they did their, their modern update or whatever. They did a remaster, sort of, or whatever. Those games kind of suck. Yeah. Like, they're, they're really not. they're really boring. <laughs> they like, are, they did yeah. not age well. Like, like, yeah. like, boiling down all these Marvel characters to, like, these very standard move sets is just such a dull way to go about it's it. like a buzzkill. Like, yeah. they've just done better since then. Yeah. I mean, even Mar- that Mar- yeah, the online uh, game Marvel Heroes that they shut down for no good reason because they're jerks. Um, that was made by Gazillion. Like, that game captured the characters really well in a similar manner. And I hope that this new one is more like that. Um, but we don't know enough about it right now. And I just, I, 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 I have visions of sixes in my head, and I just didn't want to deal with it. Yep. Uh, another one, Dead or Alive 6. Yeah. I just too much, I don't know enough about it. And, you know, it could end up being sort of a bare bones sort of thing. And it's sort of the opposite of, uh, of Mortal Kombat, where it's like, it's not packed enough with content to get, and, and also with the way Devil May, Devil May, uh, Dead or Alive 5 was basically just a, 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 platform to shove thousands of dollars of dlc down your throat well that was last round that was the free-to-play version of it i just wasn't i just don't know what this is going to be and uh it looks good so it does look good but i also just don't trust it i don't either yeah uh and then the last one that was kind of on the fringe for me psychonauts 2 yeah, I had that on my list, and I just and don't know. I think if we rev- if people like us were reviewing Psychonauts 2, right. I would probably be more confident, but I have a feeling a lot of these younger editorial guys are going to pick it up and be like, what, what is the this? Cra-? Maybe. And, and yeah. then I was also burned by ukulele before. Yeah. It just doesn't seem like 3D platformers are something that are generally scoring high these days, unless you got yeah. Mario on the na- in the title. Plus, so. I feel like you know it's entirely possible that it doesn't make it this year. Um, Double Fine will hold on to it till it's right. It will. Um, it seems. I feel pretty it's pretty likely, pretty though. solid. Yeah. I mean, we, yeah, but like, yeah, I don't. I, I just don't. I love Psychonauts, and I can't wait to play Psychonauts too. Yeah. But you're right. I just don't trust the current crop of game reviewers to receive it. In the manner it that we probably did. needs to be received. Yeah, yeah, that's a good way to word it. Uh, and so there you go. There's our draft. Uh, you guys doing it on the site. You guys have been doing it for several years. Some of these extra picks we gave you can help you. It gets crazy when you add even one or two other people into something like this mm-hmm. because then you start really digging through the bins looking for like good stuff. That's when you start getting into, okay, what are the big indies that are coming out this year that could probably score really high? Admittedly, I hardly looked at any indies at all for this. No, like, I didn't. There really. might be a few that end up scoring nines, but you man, can't really tell. You can't. Until it happens. You can't. Like you can look at an. Who indie the hell game. saw Return of the Obra Din coming? Right. Yeah. Right. Exactly. And a lot of games that have really cool art styles and look like they might score high, you end up playing them, and like that's all they have. Like yeah, indie like it, games are really hard to judge. Like it would be fun to like get. Uh, Rob Manuel, our, our yeah, friend, yeah. For, you get him because he knows indie games like crazy. Plays them all, gets sent early stuff. Like yeah. you know, because he was our indie guy on X Play yeah. and at G Four on the website. Like he was just the all the indies know who he is, and like he'd be because I feel like if he did this draft with us, his draft would all be indie stuff that yeah, none yeah. of us had ever heard of. And he probably would, and he'd do just as well. Yeah, like, it's true. Yeah, so that's a whole other part a whole, of yeah, the. It's a, I, I've said before, but I remember when I first came on. Uh, extended play when you know when Tech TV first became Tech TV right right at the end of 2000. Um, one of the reasons they brought me in was because I literally knew everything that happened in video games every day of the of the week. Yeah. Like in, like in 2000, one person with general interest 
could keep up with literally everything that, that happened, happened in the industry on yeah. a daily basis. And now you'd it's be impossible. you'd be hard pressed to keep up with one segment yeah. of the industry. Like, even like, with something like Sifted, it's still impossible. Yeah, like, like we curate, we there's a lot of stuff that we don't even bring into the site because like at individual a point, genres. Yeah, because at some a certain places. point you're like, yeah. how granular do people want to go? And how can you like? Like, it's a full-time job to keep up with MMO news. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Like, let alone like, anything else. Like, or eSports or, or VR. Stuff. I mean, there's a whole yeah. website just for VR games. And there's enough news. It's funny because when I started Sifted, a lot of people were like, like David Jaffe said this, are you sure there's enough news that it's going to work every day? And I was like, yeah. Are you freaking kidding me? Like, hmm. of course there is. It's games. There's more than enough. Um, and... I mean, the proof's in the pudding. Here we are years later, and still, out of like a thousand pieces of content that comes into our admin every day, we curate probably 50 to 100 of it. So it's a, it's a growing industry still. Yep. Still. I think mobile's really helped kind of expand it out in the last couple of years and make, I mean, I couldn't even begin to cover mobile gaming the way no, it all. should be on Sifted. Like, even just curating, you can't. I like, remember walking into uh, TGS in, like, 2005 or 2006 when it was really starting to become mobile-focused mobile yeah. and realizing I knew nothing about, about anything any I was looking at. Yeah. Was, it's which, a whole other Which world. is a very weird, was a very weird feeling at the time. It was, yeah. you know, that, that was when that mid-2000, the mid-aughts was when things started to both change and explode. Yeah. And you hit this point by 2008 when we when the show went daily. You know, every day. That's when the gaming industry was really in. It its went. Cra it went crazy. Like it. It was just like, I can't do all this. Like we we needed a team of like six people just to yep. keep up with the news every day. To know what to put in the show. Yep. Yep. So there you go. SFL draft 2019. I'll be keeping an eye on you guys on the site to see what's going on with your drafts. And if you guys need an extra person, I might be willing to jump yeah. in. I, it would be fun to be in a draft that has more than just one other person. It might yeah. be really challenging and really frustrating what games you're getting by the 10th round, but it would be interesting, and I'd be, I'd be into it. So if you guys are doing your league on the site, need an extra person, give me a holler. I can probably jump in and be a part of it with you guys. But otherwise, that's a wrap from us here at uh, Matt Kyle Central, Casa de Kyle. Uh, as I said when we started the show... Game Face coming on Tuesday. It'll be a normal episode. As you guys know, we're going to have a lot of great stuff to talk about uh, for that episode because there has been a lot going on in the last few days. Also, by then, maybe we'll have a chance to play a game or two. There's not much going on as far as games right now. Yeah, I don't know. We'll play the RE demo, obviously. We'll probably talk about that on Tuesday. So you guys get after it as well. So that's it. We'll see you guys on Tuesday. Adios. Adios.